single serving. Well, I'm talking. That's funny. Um, I'm talking when the original Viagra, because now there's so many off brands of Viagra that they don't. It, I don't even know what men's. What do they call it? It's not technically Viagra anymore. Oh, well, they just call big, they just call it ED, whatever. Yeah, like, it's, erectile it's dysfunction. Ugh. Erectile dysfunction. Right, but it's also Viagra's emotional a, disturbance is uh, the other thing you say for ED. Viagra is just the brand. So the brand, uh, when it came out, I believe it was like $60. For birth control pills, and it depends what kind of birth... For pills, it's the cheaper... Pills are cheaper than like getting an IUD or... But uh, IUD is like a one shot and it stays in there. So it's like... So you don't have to worry about it. Ever again. Yeah. Like the IUD and the patch are kind of like the Mercedes Benz of birth control. The pills (laughs) are like the I used to have that joke. I wrote that exactly the same way you just said that. That Did you? That is absurd. Latoya, we we have a connection right now. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I used to say... That, that, that IUDs are the Mercedes Benz of birth control. I, I swear to God. I call them the I call them a copper pool sweeper because they keep out all the dead babies. Oh, yes. It's like it's a little <laughs> copper pool sweeper in my uterus, just floating around. That's funny. Uh, yeah. I had a friend who uh, had a failed IUD. Sperm <gasps> wiggled its way around it. Like you ever do you ever use a French press and sometimes the ground <laughs> yeah, will do. go right I... outside of it. <laughs> Ooh. And you'll get a ground in your coffee. Yeah. That's what happened to her. Nightmare. That sounds Nightmare painful fuel. too. Yeah. And it, yeah, then your baby gets all caught up in caught the up caught in up the in the pool copper. sweeper. That's yep. bad. That's bad. And then when it wants to come out nine months later, it's there's oh. IUD in the way. I don't understand. Clumpy. Oh, poor Clumpy. <laughs> clumpy. So Sam, what do you want to talk about? Let's get out. I'm Let's... having fun in this direction. Oh, you like you like <laughs> talking? Yeah, like. This, I guess this is a what's sexual the joke? Rep- I used to tell the joke all the time. Is, oh, yeah. I used to tell a joke about how I had really bad period cramps, and it's because the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Uh, get out of there, you guys. Get out of there. But now I can't do, like, all my period jokes anymore because— Yes, you can. I still you can? St- yeah, because yeah, you, you still will get it once in a while. I still get it once yeah. in a while. So, and that's no one's fucking okay. business anyway. Not, you can still— It's— yes. I think it's everyone. How much of a comedy purist are you that you— <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have no—I have absolutely no shame about talking about anything ever, and I think that— that should be, which is why I like talking about menopause because, and I know people hate it. Audiences, a lot of times just pull right back. They're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. Because people have not talked about their, their women's bodies are funny, period. And so now, uh, (laughs) and the fact of the matter is just like, just as recently people, women have started to get comfortable about talking about menstruation and now the other M word, menopause. Yeah, men are all in there comfortable to talk about but you still have the majority of people that squirm yeah. which i don't understand why i don't those people don't have female friends that's that's I that think that's where, or, where the or they just bro down but all there's the also time. two women that are so conservative and i'm not even talking about politically conservative I'm just talking about conservative when it comes to their sexuality that are afraid to talk about that or have never touched themselves those are the women that you know usually don't like to talk about menstruation or menopause they oh i don't masturbate liar i don't believe women like that <laughs> they're all liars like, oh my god she's talking about oh my man i i literally Shh. as a as a child i used to, to masturbate a lot as a child and i literally had to do it in the closet because i was my Shame. my family shamed Shame. me so hardcore that, door. that, that i door i had a really big closet as a child i had a really 
big, I was wealthy and I had a very big closet. And so I'd go in my closet and lay down with my Barbie dolls and I'd masturbate. And I remember being like eight, nine, 10 and hiding. And then my mom being like, Pamela, Pamela. And I was like, oh shit. And I'd have to like sneak out. Oh no, I was playing over here behind my bed. (laughs) Well, no, I didn't. I wasn't like that. I never, there was no insertion. There was no insertion. There was no insertion. It was all like clitoral. It was clitoral stimulation. Touch touch the lips. No, not even that. Not even that. It was all like on my fist. You like lay on it and you like rub around. Oh, okay. All clitoral stuff. I was more of a toucher. Yeah. I'm more of a toucher. You're 18 for this story, right? What, what, what? You're 18 for this story, right? No. Well, it's a... Why... Children are sexual beings too. I've, I've. Children I've, explore. I've had been hung out with many tiny babies, many tiny baby boys that have gotten little cute tiny bitty bitty hard ons in the bathtub. They're, I mean, little babies. They, it happens. And it's not even. I have a question for you, Pam. This might be right up your alley. What's the legislation for under eighteen erotic fiction? Like how? Well. I mean, I guess usually it's not erotic. Usually it's like PG-13, like for young adult fiction. Because even if you read a book like Twilight, it's like, I mean, they just gloss over certain things. But when you're a kid, you can read anything. So like you can read Clan of the Cave Bear and there's some super sexy stuff in there. That was my go-to masturbation book when I was a kid. Clan of the Cave Bear. I think it was like page 82 or 85, something around 70. There was this one part of the book where... I mean, it was all the, the whole concept of the book is there's this guy who goes around and he like deflowers all the women and that's like, it's like a thing and it's this girl. Anyways, it's this super, super sexy thing. I used to read it and masturbate to it all the time as a kid, like with a book. Isn't that weird? No, I think that's, (laughs) I think that's quite intelligent and it's better than watching pornography. I never watched pornography. Definitely better than yeah, I, I, I would I, I wish I could it. say I was elegant about my masturbation when I was younger as a teenager. But I didn't watch porn for because it got me hot. I watched it because it was funny and I had a VHS and so it was bad hair, bad music, and it was bad acting. And people fucking Yeah. <laughs> you say you say it was you say it was funny, Latoya. Does that mean you watched it with friends? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would watch it with friends and it wasn't like until like when dudes started coming around I'm like wait a minute this is getting nothing creeps me out more make me hot this is making them hot I'm gonna turn this off because this shit is how does this make you look at this look at the Jerry curls in this fucking VHS nothing nothing creeps (laughs) me out Ron Jeremy I know who you're talking about (laughs) nothing creeps me out more than a room full of men watching porn together it is weird and that has happened I've walked in because I have friends that were in fraternities together I've had friends that I've had friends that have tried to do that with me. Nathan and I had this conversation. It is it is utterly creepy. All those kids turn out to be weirdos. It's, it's <laughs> creepy. Like, you walk in the room ah, and let's it's... Let's watch it. I mean... Ah. It, it's like they're all... It, it, it's creepy. You, everyone's quiet. Everyone's focused. Everyone is just oh. like... It, their eyes are on the telly Ooh. and nothing else exists. And their but they're hands all are going, together. If they're all together. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. It's gross. It's almost as bad I as... I mean, like, I don't want to shame them. Maybe that's their thing. But I'm I don't... You know what's even weirder? You know what's even weirder? When you got one guy who's just like eating potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be 
me with the guy eating the potato That's chips. That's the only sound you hear. <laughs> exactly. Dude, it, it, it's very weird. I've seen that. I Yeah, I've experienced walking into a room with dudes watching porn. And it's just like, hey, you can sit here. I'm like, no, Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm Mm-mm. walking away. Nope. This is not going to be a gangbang. Uh, yeah. I Now, I've watched porn with ladies as an adult and didn't get me hot. It, it, I think it's I different mean, for women. I mean, I guess I would totally, if I was going to watch porn with women, I would make sure that it was gay dude porn. Really? Yeah, I could get into that. Gay dude porn? Yeah. Uh, well, I actually yeah. used to do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because it's like you could be you could have gay dude porn on and be making biscuits. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just background noise. Sure. It's just background noise. Big... I love you calling it gay dude porn. <laughs> gay porn, which is is, is ambiguous. Well, um, here to change the subject, just since we were talking about baking, um, <laughs> what what flavor pot food should I make this week, Sam? Oh my God, the cinnamon swirl was amazing. You want me to do the cinnamon bread again? I can make them in individual rolls too so that they're all like, so I don't have to slice it. I might do that. Make them like little individual rolls. And then, and and then. The consistency of it was scone-like. Well, because I fucked it up because I was. Well, it's, it's, you, you finessed the fuck up then. Okay, good. It's all about finesse. Well, I I made it work, but okay. I can make a cinnamon thing again this week. That's not a cinnamon thing. You can come on Fridays too. Or you work on Fridays. I fucking work on Fridays and Saturdays. I, can... I swear I'll be here on a Thursday though. Okay. I just I, I'll have I'll have pot food during the whole festival. I, I I'll just, just be baking the whole week. Working as a bartender, I'm getting burnt out. Yeah. I'm getting that three year itch. Like I'm I'm starting to miss like having a Friday off because I I haven't been here on a Friday in a year. I thought you just now. came back from Shanghai or some shit. Yeah, but I mean, well, yeah. shit, you how, did you, how did you get a, you, you came just before the quarantine. How yeah. do we not all have Corona right now? I know I'm, I'm a survivor. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, no, I haven't been here on a Friday in over a year and some months. And so it's just like, I'm at that point where I'm like, probably going to start giving away my Friday bar shifts. Cause these people out here, they, they eat your soul. Absolutely. Do you know what Sam does? What? Works out? Well, he doesn't. He, he's a bike messenger, Squats. so he just constantly works out. Because he's bike messenger. She's saying that with a big Kool-Aid smile on her Shut face up. right Shut now. Up. Oh, no. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. But I swear I'll be here, like, actually put me on for, a thir- not put me on, but volunteer. I meant to answer oh, that okay, thank on you. a Thursday. For the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival yeah. coming up in, coming up in less two weeks. than two weeks. Fuck, it's already March. Uh, it's almost already March. I'm free- I'm not freaking out, but I'm freaking out a little bit. You know what? You're not freaking out in contrast to the prior festivals. You usually start freaking out around now. Well, I, I have good. already had like three nervous breakdowns this month, so I think I've gotten through it. I think it's like what also happened. Not drinking. That's I was also say I'm that. not also I'm not drinking. I think that actually I was getting ready to mention that like your your calm cool collective. So maybe the fact that you're not you don't have any toxins in you right now, that might be helping too. <laughs> I no, I mean Sam, I'm, I'm remembering Kelvin like last night to you or two nights ago. He's like, Sam, you know what? I I like you not drinking. 
Yeah, that's everybody seems to like me not drinking. That's, that's, but you know I'm who likes me drinking? Scared. Me. Like, you know who likes you know who likes to drink? I do. Yeah, I know. Who wants to have a pint in one hand? Wait, what was that, Sam? I was just thinking, like, when he was saying that, like, oh, poor Pam. I, well, everybody, Tell I mean, you're crushing I, her. I'm not, I'm, I swear I'm not an alcoholic. I mean, I haven't, I have a beer in my fridge at home right now. I have all kinds of alcohol at my house, and I've had no temptation to drink it. I worked in a bar last night. I've been working. It's, this is week two? This is week three. three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually. I'm fine. You'd be having the cold sweats by Day two. I didn't have any withdrawal <laughs> symptoms. Everything was fine. I'm fine. No delirium tremens. None of that. No shaky shakies. <laughs> no I'm Michael really, J. Foxes. I don't. It's one of those things where. Oh, Parkinson's. <laughs> I don't have Parkinson's. <laughs> uh, but I, I, people don't seem to understand that I make really poor decisions whether I'm sober or not. I'm just, I'm. That's just me. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it's, matter what substances I'm on. I still do and say fucked up things. Like it doesn't. Well, it's all about you said it so yourself. Like it's about your food intake. Yeah, 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 yeah. And know. I really am trying to eat. Yeah. I'm eating 1,500 calories a day. I'm doing it. That's a, that's the average that you're supposed I'm to have. I'm supposed right? to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing it. Yeah, getting it done. And you said you've lost. It's hard because I don't. I can't taste anything. So it's just not as fun as it used to be. Like. Eating Aww. used to be really fun, and now it's like mm, it's okay. How about, I bet you if someone put some fog wall in your face, you'd well, be like, Hell that's a yeah. that's a texture thing. But so yeah, but, but also you could put cat food in front of me and say it's foie gras, and I wouldn't know the difference. Oh, don't say that. I'm sorry. That's oh, absolute no. reality. You could. Would you feel it? You'd feel it in your belly. Mm, I don't know. I mean. I've never eaten cat food before, so I'm not yeah, sure. I was like, don't <laughs> but but if you if if you mistake if you like took if you made some Chex Mix and put some cat food in there, like some dry cat food, I probably wouldn't notice. You, you would. You have a good material. neck and nose. For I it. don't know because right now, poop, coffee, and euros all smell the same. Oh damn! Yeah, I know. Scary. Right. I know. This is welcome that to the That doesn't seem like a naturally selected trait. Like, <laughs> it's, maybe no. it's a good thing that you're not procreating. And yeah, well, I just, all these, your kids would get poisoned like every day. <laughs> it's like I, could, I had an excellent t- sense of taste and smell until I was 45. But then uh, then it, that's when it all. It, I guess it's just your body. My, I'm getting old. You, my body's falling apart. But it, I don't think it has anything to do with the alcohol. That. Oh, no, it has nothing to do with alcohol. Yeah, that trait is from cigarettes. No, that... it's not. It's from menopause. It's a oh, common yeah. thing that I when you go through menopause, you lose your sense of taste and smell. Thing. It's pretty common. So I'm like, oh, it's Look, pretty Sorry, did you say you keep forgetting about the whole menopause thing? She... I do. I, I don't be... know how that's possible when she's reminding you every <laughs> <laughs> five minutes. It's true. I'm, t- I'm terrible. I, my script is the same all the time. I just constantly review my script in my real life so that it works on stage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Sam, say something funny. <laughs> no. Make off. Latoya laugh. You're like a civilian, like... Tell, tell me a joke, clown. Make me laugh, clown. Juggle something. Tell her your tell her your political joke. My my political joke. Yeah, the one about the the one about the cactus. The one about the uh, cactus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Latoya, have you heard uh you heard about this Iowa cact Iowa caucus? Yeah, I have. All this business in the Iowa caucus, you know. We're talking a lot about Iowa caucus in the news right now. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying we should legalize Iowa caucus. <laughs> Why is that? 
I could, you know, because it's not the government's job to tell us what to do with our consciousness. <laughs> you know, if I want to take a powerful hallucinogenic drug given to me by a shaman who knows what he's doing, then I think that's up to me. I don't think it's the government's job to, like, you know, make Iowa caucus illegal. <laughs> it's stupid. It's a stupid joke. Well, he didn't say that it's actually a strong hallucinogenic drug made from the ground-up needles of the Iowa cactus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that part. <laughs> You forgot that part. See how I've yeah. memorized your script. <laughs> I I, I'm sorry. I, I have a, I have a, um, auditory memory. So I, I have, I have, I memorize you everyone's memorize jokes. scripts really well. That's like Nathan. I yeah. remember you said that. Yeah, I, yeah, like just like Nathan. Yeah, it's that whole musical theater upbringing. But he has, it's a, yeah. it's a cute joke. He has, you're supposed to, you've got to mention ayahuasca at some point because that's what, uh, yeah. he's, he's, it's an oblique reference to ayahuasca, Iowa. but it's Iowa, Iowa, ca- Iowa caucus, Iowa, Iowa caucus, ayahuasca. Cause ayahuasca of. comes from the plant. Yeah. Right. Got it. Yeah, I know. But when you have to explain the joke, it's not that funny. <laughs> also the Iowa caucus was like from two weeks ago. So it's already timed out. We can, yeah. We yeah. can talk about Nevada. Wait, No. Is that what ha- that's what's happening next? Well, now we've moved to South Carolina. I think, well, actually, we're in Nevada right now. South Carolina's next week. I think there's going to be a debate tomorrow with that racist piece of shit Bloomberg, Ugh. Trump light, Diet Trump. That, I mean, that can't happen. He hasn't been doing anything and he, he's just going to jump in because he has so much money. Yeah, Is that he, the way it works? Yeah, he's been, he paid the DNC, or excuse, yeah, paid the DNC, uh, over three hundred thousand dollars he's bought his way he's been buying uh black people yes he has been buying black people and mayors <laughs> like london breed oh no um uh the mayor of uh libby what's her face the mayor of oakland um the mayor of houston yeah sam we do you have some... any guns no i don't have any guns <laughs> Shit. i was just hoping that for the apocalypse maybe you had some guns or something <laughs> Because if, because no. the apocalypse is upon us, did you know that this dystopian future? Yeah, the is coronavirus. Now? I'm I'm hoping to get taken out by the coronavirus. Ooh, don't say like, that. Like right away. That'd be painful. He 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 does a lot of things that are. Um, I do a lot of coronavirus things. A lot of coronavirus dangerous things. Yes. Picking like up cigarette 80, butts I, off I, the ground. Yeah. Eating Chinese food. Well, that's because that's because you throw your cigarettes away when they're when, when they're done. <laughs> When it's your fault. Done. You're gonna give me coronavirus, Sam. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't. Is it even real? Someone was saying yesterday, like, it's not a hoax. that it's that it's a CIA making, plot. Oh God! We're Just like AIDS. such a big deal out of it. It's it's only killed four people outside China. Uh, one of them was like an 80 year old Chinese dude in France. I don't know. So you think it's hysteria? You think it's medical hysteria? It's it's absolute hysteria as far as we're concerned. There's something there's a real problem in China, but it's constrained to China. I heard they were shooting people like when people are trying to leave and sneak out, they just oh, shoot no them. Way. No, no, they haven't been doing that's, that. My that's... aunt, I actually, uh... I just, I just spread rumor. That's why this shows a little bit about fake news because I, from, I just posted non-fake news. No, I know, but I'm saying that I'm a anything that comes into my existence, I just believe is truth, and so I'm like a fake news beacon. I'm like, <laughs> give it to me, I'll take it. What do you? I'll believe anything. So my... the moon landing was fake. I believe it. Flat Earthers. Absolutely. Oh hell no. No, I don't believe there's <laughs> My uh my relatives finally just got back into uh Shanghai because they weren't allowed to come back home. And my aunt actually had to borrow she, they were stuck in Thailand. Oh my goodness. And so like they've been stuck for a couple weeks. 
And nice so, place to be stuck. Yeah, but when you don't have too many funds left. Oh. Yeah, and you, you have to pay bills in China, but no one's at work right now in China, and you can't go home. Oof. That fucking sucks. So is the no how, how working many, in China? Yeah, I have relatives uh, that live in Shanghai, cousins and my aunt. Latoya was, was just there. there. I was just there over like the Christmas break. Yeah. So yeah. I I got Under back anywhere. like on the seventh of January, and that next week, uh, the story hit about the coronavirus. But here, the thing about the coronavirus is it's been around for several months. The Chinese government, which part of the Chinese government is communist, they were trying to hide it. Because they thought that was going to hurt their economy, their world economy, which you stupid fucks never (laughs) hide a disease because it spreads. And obviously no one saw outbreak from 1996. Remember 1996 outbreak where they tried to hide it. Monkey. Remember? Well, 1996. Well, we don't even have to talk swine flu shit. Yeah. You know, so they were trying the doctor that was, uh, that outed the virus. He recently just died, um, from the virus or the, the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, he because he was the one that broke the story, and then the Chinese government actually conta- uh, uh, took him away and contained him someplace. So because they wanted him to hush, yeah, don't say shit. Did they give it to him? I probably wouldn't. I'm. He, well, I, if he was studying I, I, I'm, it. I'm going to not say yes and not say no. I mean, it just—it's a fishy—it's a fishy story. But yeah. he just died recently, and now you have both. You and have now you so cough. Many, You've got the virus. You—you <laughs> you have so many conflicting stories that you know it came from market. It came from where uh, uh, bats. You came, you know, all these different things. So it's just like it is spreading, and then so let's start the pool right now. How many the bats? Is, yes. When does the when when does the when does the dystopian future uh, apocalypse scape start? Do we give it six months, eight months? Is it going to be in five years that everything's burning? How? 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 I would fifteen. I'm gonna you say fifteen years? That's a pretty long. Fifteen years left left to live. Fifteen years left. That's pretty. Wow. Okay. I would say fifteen years. Ninety-five percent of the people are going to be gone. Wow. All right. Yeah, I yeah, like that. I like that. That that's good. Latoya, what's your? Uh, I think we're Nostradamus here. I already. I don't think it's the apocalypse. I think it. If you have glaciers like falling and shit, oh, and the uh-huh. temperatures, we're already there, dude. So oh, I think what's... we're going to beat the glaciers. I think we're going to beat global warming ourselves. I, that's real I think we're going to melt into the glaciers. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone's really trying yet, so I don't know if we can beat it if no one's trying. But uh, how, Latoya, how long till everything falls apart? I think we've already started. So it's already, it's here. It's yeah, now. Yeah, I think, you know, with, uh, not even just with climate change, but with the water and and how people are fucking crazy, oh, yeah. we're already here. Yeah. Well, there's a tense city in my, you know, this yeah. is very funny, actually, because just um, last Saturday, I was kind of like walking through my neighborhood and looking at how many tents were up Leavenworth. and then Leavenworth and Jones. But this is hilarious. They all got cleaned out. Why? Because they were filming the matrix the past two nights. So those motherfuckers came into my neighborhood. So Swept this up. is the, the two blocks where there were tons and tons of tents and people are just living there now because they have nowhere else to live and they don't know what to do. And it's crazy. And it's totally palpable, scary stuff happening in my neighborhood. But magically for the fucking matrix, they cleaned them out. So money can clean out everything, except we only do it for two days at a time, motherfuckers. Right. What do they do? Do they and give everyone who's living? We only do when living? Keanu Reeves is in town. Well, wait, he's in. Wait, 
Well, they're filming the Matrix all so over town. So that means Connery's is here. He, well, I don't know what I they're. Gotta fight him. Sorry, yeah, he's hot. He's half Japanese. That's why he's so Fuck hot. Up. No, it's he's half Hawaiian. Too. Oh, half Hawaiian. He's got a good he's personality. Hawaiian. God, I want. He that. has no personality. God, I want yes, him inside me. Yes, he does. Keanu Reeves. Uh, he was in a band too. Yeah, dog, man. dog star. Dog star. Yeah, oh, I know. You like <laughs> I told Latoya you. Latoya likes. I like Brad Pitt, and Ooh, that's he's my he's my and Keanu's Ooh. here. Okay. So so this goes back to when we had the Super Bowl here a couple. Oh of years yeah yeah ago yeah yeah. With the fact of like we're gonna sweep this under the rug. Four like, million dollars. Yeah, like they had. It as doesn't a budget. exist, and whenever it leaves, okay, back to normal. They had a four million dollar budget for the Super Bowl to clean, quote unquote, clean up downtown area. So they gave shit. they gave vouchers to questionably housed people so that they could live in Daly City in hotels. And they they basically just whisked, whisked them away for a week. Them and the then and, and they spent four million dollars on it. And then everyone just came aesthetic? right like back. The, the reason? Oh, it's for the Super Bowl. Purely for yeah, for the aesthetics of Super Bowl. But, but purely aesthetic. There's no like yeah, like is, wow, that's that's so crazy. That's so it's it's, 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 it's such a waste of money. That, it's a look a look at reason. Yeah, because like not 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 health, not human services, just to look at right, like, right, and poop on the street. They didn't want to have poop on the street for the Super which Bowl. you're still gonna have poop anyway because you have I'll drunk go shit folks all over the street to protest. <laughs> I mean, anyone that goes to the Super Bowl, you're gonna have poop, shit, and vomit on the street anyway, because most of those. Well, people... they had carpeted the street too. It was so dumb. But so four million dollars on that, and then for this Matrix bullshit, they're like cleaning up the tenderloin for what two nights at a time? Where are they sending everybody? Because there are, I mean, I've lived there in that apartment for twelve years, and it has never been so desperate on the street. It has never been. I mean, last it night worse I was worse. I was up a little lateness. I I went to bed about one thirty, but it was hard to sleep. There was like there was the Fuck my face guy was out. Fuck my life. Just screaming, <laughs> looking at himself, looking at himself in the window of the closed ramen shop, just screaming, fuck my life. It's it's only getting worse. Fuck too. my life. Yeah. It's, and it's, people, they're yelling at each other. Someone was shot um, on the corner of 18th and Mission on- Was that Monday? Monday, yes. I got I was, my citizen, yeah. Yeah, because I was here at Mutiny Radio, and I was like, "Thank God I wasn't where I it was where I normally would be." And I'm like, Gee, "What the fuck is going on?" Someone was Mission. stabbed over 18th and Mission. Yeah, uh, someone was stabbed Whoa. over in the Tenderloin not too long ago. Like every, it seems like almost every day something is happening over there. Which you're, of course, that's going to happen because you have questionably housed mental they're, illness. But they're just you, sticking their tents up now. Like this never happened before. There were never like. 10 tents in a row on a street. You have no and place to walk. There's nowhere to walk. And I feel terrible because they need to live somewhere. I give them shorts of my cigarettes. I should do more, I guess. But The government should do more. But the, that's just crazy that they were there. The Matrix comes and they're gone. And they're going to be right back once the Matrix is done filming. So all this money the city's getting from the fucking Matrix, could, could it go into maybe... I don't know, servicing some people who live here? Yeah, a program to help people get out of their situation, especially uh, those who have mental illness. Yeah, it's you know, pretty rough. It's a waste of money, especially when you waste $4 million. $4 million can... You can get something out of that $4 oh, million rather than could, like sweep people away into Daly City, which is a suburb where it's people own their homes and don't want their value of their homes being... Decline. We could have. We could give people tiny homes that were like little mobile, little like you know, 
five by five, you know, little things and set them up in, I don't know, parking lots or whatever. There's all kinds of ways there, to house people. ways, but you know, when you have a mayor that is siding with uh, a fucking racist clown like Bloomberg, who, by the way, is not only just racist, but classist, you know, he doesn't want, he does not want a, a higher living wage. He, he blamed the recession of 2008 on um, black people because of redlining. Uh, What's he, redlining? Uh, redlining is where they won't give loans out. Oh, uh, because uh, of people in certain demographics in certain areas, urban people. Um, <laughs> and then also too, he recently, uh, when he was mayor in New York, the const- uh, construction workers were working basically in uh, for like lower wages and he did not sign the bill to get them $10 an hour plus benefits. This oh, is in, shit. This is in New York. $10 an hour ain't shit in New York. Absolutely. So, I mean. Um, Sam is, um, Sam's wealthy, um, Sam, can you tell us an example of when you've experienced white privilege? When I've experienced white privilege? Yeah. I'm just, I, I mean, um, I, I have a couple of them, but for me, but I'm just wondering for you, because I mean, I'm just curious if you ever like acknowledge or day. experience, if there's ever been an well, experience. One of the for things, you. one of the things, I, I mean, you know this about me. I love like having my hood up because like, my head gets cold. That's probably some sort of white privilege. That's called every day. Oh, because if, if you were black and you had your hood up, then... You... Yeah, well, like Trayvon Martin had his hood up, right? Right. Yeah. That was a whole... That was a big thing with the hoodie. But you... Yeah, okay. All right. A, a so day without... Your... A day walking as a white person is white privilege uh-huh. without people harassing you. Do you get harassed yeah, every that's day, the thing. You don't. That's the thing. You don't really notice, like, white privilege. Would, yeah. Know, unless you're... Because you live every day white. But yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, Latoy, you, do you do you feel like you are like every day? There's a there's some sort of. I don't feel every day. I will say this: in different communities of color, we do have a privilege because we do have colorism in uh, in our community, and me being light skin there from what i've heard from my other dark skin brothers and sisters there is a privilege to me being lighter skin because i don't get as much scrutiny huh in contrast i passed the brown paper bag test um <laughs> what's the brown paper bag test it is a ignorant concept that some colorist pulled together back in the day i think it's mostly i think it comes uh, from the uh basically the black community where if you were for women, if you were darker than a brown paper bag, you could not get into certain places oh. uh, or for uh, fraternities or sororities. Like for example, AKA is a, uh, a, yeah. a, a sorority that is um, mm-hmm. for the aristocratic, the aristocratic uh, black people. And that was oh, mostly aristocratic black people. I didn't know that. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I call them aristocoons. Them Don't repeat that. Uh, <laughs> but the, um, in the AKA sorority, they're all fair skin. Uh, they don't let dark skin people. in. So they literally put a brown paper bag up to your face oh, yeah, I, and they check and they say, all right. Yeah. They were doing that recently. I remember not too long ago. I got into it. Um, I, I called a club. This is one that I've lived in Chicago because my uh, my best friend's sister got harassed. At, this is a black club, and they had a brown paper bag day. <gasps> and I was like, oh, this motherfucker needs to be shut down. 
Cause that's some white supremacist mood. Like them chains Whoa. ain't off some black people. Swear to God. But I remember calling the club saying, like, how dare you do that to your own kind and women especially? Because black women are the most disrespected out of all out of everybody. I don't care what no one says. Um, the fact that the matter that you would use a paper bag to define who is better to come in and who is prettier is disgusting. So, I mean, we got a lot of issues in our own community when it comes to that as well. And we ain't the only one. Asians got it. Uh, right. There's Latino, a whole, there's Latinos a whole, got it. the, um, the Asians, there's a double, there's an eyelid thing. And so some people have a double lid and like, so like I'm white and I have a double lid and anyway, so that there's a surgery that Asian women will do now. That's like plastic surgery to make, make them Euro- have more European to make them. Yeah. So that they have a double lid so that like the What's lid goes, lid? yeah, yeah. Like, like an eyelid. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some more... Asian eyes don't have this sort of like that. It doesn't look Asian. Right. Yeah. They're trying to look, go into the European standards of, of beauty. beauty. Right. So yeah. they're, they're doing this. I, I saw it was so. The only reason I knew about it is that it was on Sixth Street, across the street from OMG. And I'm standing out there smoking my cigarette, waiting for the open mic to start. And I'm looking up there, and it's it's this before and after picture of this Asian woman. And I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what's different? What's different? What is this about? What is? I stared at it for the longest time. And then I was like, it's an eyelid surgery it's to hide your Asianness. And then I finally saw it and I was like, and it wasn't even that extreme, but it cost a lot of money. And I'm like, this is a fucking thing. Yeah. It, it's a real big thing. And then especially the fact of the matter, like to be pale, to, to look, it's the, the Western, hair for, for, yeah. um, African-American, yeah, lady, black women, their, their hair, like straighten. trying to straighten it or, or yeah. quote unquote, normal, whiteify it or mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's the same it's, thing. I mean, it's hard enough to be a woman and be constantly judged by everyone because of your beauty, the beauty standard or whatever. But then also to have this other layer on top of it. This, is, yeah. I mean, before we were mar- or made fun of because of our lips and our, our curves. And now look. And now look. Now look at you. You got yeah. a bunch of fucking Kim Kardashians walking well, around and now, looking like fucking ducks. And now you have all the people that. A bunch of goatee hawns with their mouths. What was the butt surgery that you and Nate were talking about because of like Brazil night or something? Oh, the, butt lift. the Brazil the butt lift. Butt lift. Yeah. You See, he, he even knows. They have cars. They have cars that transport you, like the nice Brazilian butt lift places. They have these vans, and you're supposed to, and you lay flat in the vans with your butt in the air, and that's how they transport you to and from the doctor's office because you can't sit down in a car. So they, so they pick the you up, and you have to. They pick you up, and you have to lie flat like you're in like you're like you're in a tanning bed. And you come oh, into these car and they stack you horizontally so they'll, they'll like make their route they'll, and, they'll, and you'll have like six people with inflamed buttocks in the back <laughs> of the sprinter van all driving the around of, the city. In the name of what exactly? It, all in the name of like having some Plastic ass. aesthetics. <laughs> when not that long ago, you know, we were made fun of as like having our curves and our bays right. and our lips. And now it's just like funny how people want to have our lips and our ass now. Well, but you still don't want what it comes that. down to is that none of us will ever be good enough. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I'll never be good enough. No. Absolutely. I'll never be good enough. Everyone. Ha- well, that's the impetus for trying to look better and like, you know, achieving you, at least some sort of like ephemeral beauty. You can't sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> I stole that. That's a Journey Roberts joke. Really? I gotta give her credit. She doesn't do comedy anymore, but I still can't steal her jokes. Oh, she doesn't? No. 
I didn't know that. She hasn't been doing comedy. It's she sad because she's so funny. Damn. I know. Sam doesn't even know who Journey Roberts is. That's how new, <laughs> new of a comedian he is. Yeah, I know. She, she's tall and, and funny. Sam, were you proud of, of our show on Monday? I was. I played it on the I radio. Was, yeah. And it, and it was an okay podcast. I have to work with the sound a little better and put the put the microphone, put the recording device in a different place. But it wasn't terrible, our new show. I thought it was good. Yeah, we had, uh, like, the Nathan roasting people went really well. That, actually, that was, that was very clever of him. You know. And then, oh, yeah. Sorry. And then the Alyssa Westerland thing. That, that was, was very great. funny. I feel like every, all the teams did really well. I kind of froze up out there because it was different. And like, I was like, what? I know, and you're scared of me. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not scared I of you. I just, haven't touched it, it, him it inappropriately like, ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, that goes without saying, though. Um, <laughs> but he was. He, he was said, a little. Is he scared of you? No, I, I, think, I think a little bit. I think that he keeps saying that we're well, having Pam these Harvey up, Weinstein moments. Pam goes up there and she's like, "Look at him, Sam. He's like so cute. He like just got out of bed this morning. Like, look, his, his hair was all fucked up. It was really cute. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to that man. Like, because like thinking about <laughs> so something to say when someone says that to you is like, he what? doesn't deal how well do with compliments. Do how do I how do I approach that? You got to make know. each other blush. It's gross. That's what I was telling <laughs> Pam. I was like, Pam, you need to you need to write me come if you want to talk about that on on stage. You need to write me. Comebacks, but right. you need to write for me things that, that I can say. <laughs> I just, I just liked to watch him be uncomfortable. <laughs> you like to watch him squirm. Yeah, but he was yeah. also being standoffish because he'd hurt himself, and so. Oh yeah, I possibly like broke a rib right before the show. <laughs> when y'all were wrestling? No, no, no. This is when he was I'm trying to be a hero. Focusing a light. Oh, and you. So I was focus. I was focusing a light. There was a spotlight that wasn't aimed in the right direction. I was trying to. I was trying to focus it. I was standing on a metal banister. And I lost my footing, and I came down on this one-inch-wide metal banister, like right on my back. Um, but it was funny because when I called in my work, uh, I, I told my dispatch um, I was focusing a light, and she goes, "Oh, you do stage work!" Like immediately, because I said it. Like you that. used like, see, look, I, used, I love that I Sam's learning word. from me. I love I it. I used the word, I, and I said I was doing stage work, so it didn't seem like some stupid bar accident. Good for you. Look yeah. at you learning. So He's so smart. Great. Thank you for maybe saving my job. <laughs> well, there's a so... lot of days where I call in and it's clear that I did something stupid the night before. Right. That's the reason I'm late. Well, well you, you didn't you, hurt yourself. Well, I, we don't know. He's, oh. But he hurt. He, he had a big blood. I'm, a, I'm all right. I think I'm going to go into work tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow. It was it was a good get show. Some from the from you though. Yeah, hey, I've got it on me, <laughs> just in case. Um, but yeah, the show was really good, and it's going to be better next time because so comedians showed up and they were their own audience, which is good. And there were a couple regulars at the bar that were excited that something was happening. But we're going to do a little like real promotion. We only had a week to put it together, so we're going to do a little real promotion and put it on SF Fun mm-hmm. Cheap and tell people. And- oh, sweet! So the next one will be on three sixteen. Uh, and at nine to eleven, and we're gonna have more teams, and it's really fun. There's two mics, and yeah, and then uh, also the bar said that they're gonna they're gonna put up a sign and make sure that no one is allowed to do play pool, so we'll we won't have to fight that again next time. Nathan almost lost his shit on the pool players. Yeah, well, that's not gonna and happen I was again. So glad that he did not. It would have been <laughs> so bad. He would have Nathan's them. 
Wow. Nathan at one, he, he just interrupted, like someone was on a mic and he just goes, can you not? Like, <laughs> playing pool. And he plays pool during everyone's set at Ireland. Wow, that's like funny he, that he would be. I know. That would I know. It's be so hypocritical. Weird. I yeah. Like, I don't want you to fucking make these guys not like us. Well, we're in their spot right now. That's true. But it we're all. Totally in their spot. But it's going to work out next time. We're going to have people and yeah. there are chairs and it was going to be fun yes. and everyone's going to like it. And. And everybody, go, and I'll tell everybody again. Please buy your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March first through seventh. There's so many great shows. The one at El Rio on Wednesday is going to be awesome. And Polly Popped. I've decided that I'm not going to host it. I'm going to have Polly Pop Tart host it because she's a motherfucking drag queen. And if you're in host a gay what? bar, she's going to host. She's going to host, host the El Rio show during the festival. Oh, I was going to host it, but okay. then I realized it's a gay bar, and having a drag queen. Is, re- is like awesome and it would be silly yeah. of me it not to yeah and it would be it would be narcissistic she's of me she's a great joke writer too yeah and she's and if she's putting that much effort into being in drag she should be fucking hosting yeah. so I yeah. I let my ego to the side a little bit on that and, you're like you good. can have this girl yeah exactly because I'm I mean I'm I've, I'm LGBTQ friendly like I'm pretty fucking queer and I'm gonna you're do all cute. my yeah, I'm, that's like that's like having Jared Leto play like a transgender person in a movie. Oh, didn't that didn't he win oh, an Oscar that, for that? Oh, no, never mind that oh, already happened. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I I legitimately have had some trans moments. I wanted to be a boy. Absolutely. I would. I mean, I'd I'd love to be a boy. A a man. A, I mean, just having all the rights and the privileges associated with being a dude is really exciting that that's the reason i'd want to i like having my taco thanks well no I, and i do i i like that too but i just wish that i wish that if if i would have identified as a boy when i was younger now life probably wouldn't have been easier i don't know how it would have been but boy do i like what guys guys seem to have so much privilege that i want and if i was just one of them it would be better yeah but but I'd still yeah. want to fuck guys. Like, I'd be gay. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. I've always That's, I always found that so funny because, like, when people talk about being the other gender, like, like my friends would be like, yeah, if I was a girl, I would totally be a lesbian. Like, <laughs> do, do you understand what that, what that means, like, saying that? <laughs> What's the stupidest thing? I'm, so, I'm sorry, Pam, but, like... Gender and sex are two no, different but, things. No, but the thing you're, is... Because you're working within a hypothetical itself. But right. you're carrying, like, your real world with you into the hypothetical. You're like, all right, sure. I like guys now, but in this hypothetical scenario where I am a guy, I'm going to carry that with me, obviously. Well, yeah, because if it's... Because hypothetically, <laughs> if I'm myself... Well, it's just that when you're a guy, when you're a guy and you make a decision, people do what you say. And when you're a girl and you make a decision, people form a committee. And then they discuss how we, your idea will or will not work. Has that never happened to you, LaToya? Yes. I mean, that's what, it seems like, I mean, I've been in charge here for six years and I can't tell you how many times, like, people want to form a committee over my decisions. And I'm like, uh, you're not on the lease, fuck your face. <laughs> like, what are you? Fuck and then they face. go, and then they say, you're a bitch and you're hard to work with. And I'm like, I mean, Sam, am I hard to work with? I'm pretty easy to work with. I mean, you're pretty good to work with. Except for all the Weinstein stuff. It's just like, just pay your dues and shut the fuck up. 
that's, works that, too. That, I mean, that's all you gotta do. Well, I, lock, lock, keep the studio nice. Don't make a fucking mess. You know, do act like you got some fucking home training. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then pay me when it's time. I know. I that's like it. Paid. It's 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 very simple shit, but we're we're not dealing we're dealing with simple tins. Well, I think it's that in San Fran- San Francisco, like in in more ways than one, you don't have to grow up here, like. You can be part of San Francisco and not literally be born here, but you also don't ever have to grow up here. Like you, like I, it is no problem that I act like a child. It, if I wanted to wear a tutu on a Tuesday, that would not be a weird thing. Yeah, because but you, you don't have to grow up here at but all. You can be a, wear a tutu and make sure your bills is paid too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Sure. Because I mean, you, you can, can wear it. Yes. I mean, you can. I don't care. You can be the biggest kid. I'm a big kid, but I'm gonna make sure. My responsibilities are taken care of, and I'm gonna make sure that the place that I'm grateful for being a part of, I'm gonna make sure the lights are still on and shit like that. I'm gonna make sure I treat people the way I would want to be treated. Well, that's you a know. very Jesus maneuver of you. Well, it's because I was raised correctly. Golden rule. Yeah. Golden rule. <laughs> yeah. Golden rule. Just be nice to other people. Just be nice. Or... Can't we just all get along? Can't we all, Can't we all just, just get, get along? along? <gasps> were you, Sam, were you born when that happened? Were you That's around for Rodney King? He wasn't. No. <gasps> when R- Rodney Rodney King. What year was Rodney King? 92. 1990. Well, originally he got his ass beat in 91, but the trial came out and, and the verdict and the riots were in 92, April 30th, 1992. Damn. Oh, damn. Damn, Latoya. Yeah, she knows her black yeah. history. Yeah. Cuz I remember No, when... I was not. Oh, I was negative wow. 3. Oh, you, God, you, you were, you were, uh, you were born, what, 95, 96, the year 94. I graduated from oh, college. Oh shit, that's when I entered high school. Hmm. Oh, so you, you missed Tupac. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and, and Nirvana. Oh, oh Actually, yeah. He, he, he quite, he quite looks kind of like a really, like a, like a clean Kurt Cobain. Minus the heroin. Like, well, his yeah. Minus the heroin. <laughs> minus the ugly hair. His hair's cute. Someone but... thought, yeah. Someone told me I look like Kurt Cobain if he only did perkies. Like... <laughs> he, look, he looks like Kurt Cobain if his parents cared about him. <laughs> you you yeah. look like Kurt Cobain if you didn't get it with Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Aww. Kurt Cobain if he would have. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder Before how Courtney. he would have looked like now. He probably looked all haggard and shit. No. Oh, well, heroin, heroin, heroin can fuck you up, um, though. Yeah, heroin does, yeah. does not do people justice. Maybe you're the reincarnated soul of Kurt Cobain, but you just have a sense of humor this time. <laughs> that was one of Kurt, Kurt Cobain's Cobain problems. Kurt Cobain had an excellent sense of humor. Did he? He did. He was, a, he was a jokester. Excellent. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. Was, had dry he was humor. He was always distance. He was always distance from every, everything. Oh. Yeah, if you watch so some of his kept, old... Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just repeating myself. Oh. Not adding anything new. I, I, like, if you watch some of his old MTV interviews where he's just, like, having a laugh with some of the, like, the interviewees, they're, it's pretty funny. He has a dry humor and dark. Huh. It's, it, yeah. Well, I guess it would be dark. I don't think he killed himself, though. I think that Courtney definitely killed him. Uh, or paid some. I think she paid someone to kill him. My or my opinion is somehow. if he, if he would have stopped doing heroin, he he still be alive. Sure. So heroin killed him. But I don't I don't think he was able to stop doing heroin. Like the the whole reason I think he started it was because of his stomach problems, right? Oh, I didn't see. Like he he had real stomach issues. It would kill the pain. 
Oh. Yeah, he, he he couldn't keep anything down. He just had a tough time eating. And then he started. He was clean for a moment, but then there was um. He was in Italy on tour. I remember this is '94, and they he got flown back immediately back to uh, Seattle because he was having stomach pains or whatever, and that's when he got back on that junk. Yeah. Aww. That was like, uh, yeah. I can't perform. I can't perform on on opiates at all i can i can i've performed on acid i've performed on shrooms i'm always high opiates aren't fun i've been drunk but i've heard i'm not very good when i'm drunk but um i can't do anything on opiates i can all i can do is like lay around sleep and and pet my cat i feel like opiates it's just a waste like unless you want to be at home and chill and like just melt into your bed or couch that's when you do opiates other than that you don't be outside like oh okay i'm ready to do some oxycontin fentanyl and shoot up wow turn up yeah let's play some basketball Uh, (laughs) like no like you can't do shit ain't nothing ain't nothing attractive about nodding off in public and slobber just just drooling yeah. down your face. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really understand that. I mean, the only the only way I understand heroin is in the context of our buddy Zach Wiseman, which is uh, if you do enough heroin, you can sleep anywhere. So if you're so if you're homeless, you kind of have to do heroin because how else do you? Or I guess alcohol too. I mean, I've slept, I've been wasted and slept on my floor with like no pillow, no blanket, and just like slept on my carpet not giving a fuck at least you were at home yeah so when so whenever i whenever i fall asleep whenever i'm super drunk sometimes drunk pam takes care of sober pam and she doesn't go to bed she falls asleep on the carpet and doesn't take her jeans off because those jeans sometimes can act like a sponge and then so drunk so sometimes drunk pam takes care of sober pam and she's like okay drunk pam go to the bathroom and then nope can't get in bed yet you have to sleep on the carpet because something might happen and i have to take care of myself but this is all like this is all like blackout pam like learning at least you know least black yeah blackout pam gives pam this is a new joke i'm trying to work on blackout pam has given pam acid like i woke up out of a blackout and i was like i'm on fucking acid who did this to me who did this to me what? oh i did this to me i i took i took acid yes you uh, took acid in a blackout so you'd wake up i did up. not on purpose so i was actually it was a funny story i was here at mutiny radio and there was a comedy show and I was wasted. And I was, this is the time before I made the rule where I'm not allowed to drink whiskey after dark. So I was drinking whiskey and I was here at the station and Zach Wiseman was here. And I guess I was in a blackout and he said, I've got acid. Who wants acid? And I was like, I want acid. And he said, take two tabs. And I said, I'm not taking two tabs. That's crazy. So he thought I was lucid enough because I was only going to take one instead of two. And so I guess, and I remember none of this. So I guess I took a hit of acid and then I guess I threw up on myself I don't remember any of this so I wake up here in the station and this is when you we can't throw up acid though no well like, yeah so so I threw up on myself which I guess was the alcohol but I wake up in the middle of the night here in the station on the ground with like a sweatshirt over me and my crotch is wet and I'm like what's going on did I pee myself and it's no and I smell it and I'm like why does it smell like vomit then I look out the window and people are like looking out the window at me and they're knocking on the window and they're like are you okay and I'm like yes and I'm like I'm on acid I'm on acid and the phone was all wonky and I was super super tripping out and I like laid back down so I wake up in the morning and I'm like what the fuck happened and 
it turns out that Zach Wiseman had given me acid because he thought that I wasn't blacked out because I was like, two hits, that's crazy. I only want one hit. And he's like, two hits is insane when you're blacked out. And so he, but no one knew, but here's the moral of the story. No one knows I'm blacked out when I'm blacked out. Not even me. I don't know. So drunk Pam gave sober Pam acid. So I wake up out of a blackout and I'm on acid and that was crazy. And then I was like, all right, blah, blah, blah. Dealt with that. But then the other time was that recently blackout Pam gave sober Pam a free facelift because the way that they sewed my eye back together after I fell on it, I got like a a brow lift, like an eye lift. And then it took out this wrinkle in my forehead because of the way they stitched my nose back up together. So I got like a Medi-Cal facelift. Thanks drunk Pam. (laughs) Right. Free facelift. Now I just have to fall on the other side (laughs) so I can get another one so I can balance it out. (laughs) My free. Cause it didn't hurt at all. I was so wasted when they were sewing up my face. Like I was fine. I was fine. And the doctor and Jonathan, they were there. They were like, you are such a champ. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, and they're sewing. Up. They're like, "How are you? Just you're just cool about." It. I'm like, "Well, you know, it's not the, the same mama's first rodeo. They're just stitches. Come on now." Oh. And uh, yeah, so that, they did a great job. That's why it's good sometimes to be intoxicated at those moments. Oh, I feel no pain. Well, if I, I wouldn't have been, if I wouldn't have been intoxicated, it never would have happened. Absolutely. I, I, I don't usually fall when I'm walking. But the amazing thing was, I had. I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose my pipe and that didn't break. I didn't lose my weed. I had shrooms on me. Didn't lose those. My computer was in my backpack. Didn't get broken. Like I didn't lose my keys. I didn't lose my phone. Like I fucked my shit up, but I kept my shit together. (laughs) So. Sounds like you're validating it. Well, I'm not. I mean, I've learned some life lessons. It's not like I'm fucking proud of it. I think you should validate it. I will always be the devil in this scenario. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not cool that I fell on my face and hurt myself. And like, so now I probably can't ever really, not like I was ever going to be on TV anyway, but now. Look, if, no. if everyone's telling you you should be sober, then I don't think that's, uh, I don't think you're getting both sides of the equation. <laughs> you know? Thanks, Sam. No, I don't think I should be sober either. I, I mean. She's just taking a break. I'm just taking a break. I'm yeah. definitely going back to it. I'm just like my ballet teacher said, you always go back to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, nice. See how many new jokes I've gotten out of this? Yeah. Totally worth it. I mean, the fact of the matter, I think it's awesome. Like, I need to take a break a, a break, so I can, like, lose some weight. You've, what? Eight pounds. I'm eight yeah, pounds down. Yeah, last week was four pounds. This week it's eight. That's yeah. pretty fucking dope. Not that I'm trying to lose weight, but, but I've lost eight it's pounds. It's all that toxic and shit that's in your body from alcohol i want I, if i lose eight pounds i'll be happy and then i'll go back to drinking yeah I, well that's you know the only the only reason why i might not go back to drinking is that i actually kind of like the way i look now much more than i did yeah i get when i drink that much beer i get fat in weird places i mean we should have um sam we should have done time-lapse photography on nathan we should have been taking you a picture look a day beautiful when you drink beer <laughs> Thanks, There's Satan. the devil. Um, no, but we should have taken a day-by-day thing of um, of uh, Nathan while he's during his getting fatter oh because God. he stopped working. We should have, yeah, yeah. We should have, when I first met Nathan, he was ripped, like absolutely ripped. cut up, like upside down triangle body. Yeah, but it's true. He when he's getting fat. Well, he has he has new jokes about it too. It's really funny. But Don't yeah, he is. he is. He's just drinking. That's he's just his, drinking a lot and not working out no, anymore. No, that's his that's his joke that works the best. That's the funniest part about it. Is yeah. that like he's not going to stop exercising until people stop laughing at that joke. <laughs> oh no, he's going to grow titties. No, he's still. I mean, he still oh, looks. Oh yeah, titties. 
He was he was jack. He was like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he was. He he was the one I was showing his Instagram to my nieces and they were like, you're friends with this person? They were like, you you talk to him in real life? These are like 13, 14 year old girls. They're like, you classic because he looks nothing like that in real life. (laughs) Not anymore. No, not anymore. But it's so funny because that's how that's like the mating strategy of men my age. Like you just get really good looking for a certain like period of time and then you take a bunch of pictures in that time and then you can just eat all the shit you want not exercise put all those pictures online and get all the online girls attention why don't so you don't you don't have to online date because you're a normal person or what you don't do that you don't tinder no i no i don't no i don't good for you that's impressive have you ever done it yeah yeah i i i think i've been on one tinder date um like i met i've been with one tinder girl and it was kind of awesome, actually. She Airbnb'd us in the mountains in Woodside, California. It's this what? Like, crazy, Fuck. cool Airbnb. Paid for everything. Um, she wanted that drink. <laughs> <laughs> and she got it too. Was it, it, it was like a it was like a weekend Damn. date. It was like a it, it was, was like a week, weekend well, sex we went date. On one date. We we went on one date and we just kissed. That was that was the first date. We went up to like Twin Peaks. Um, oh. she, was a, she went to Stanford um, and then she's like I have a good idea like you doing anything this weekend <gasps> nope let's go up to the mountains and she was cool she was cool as fuck but it was like weird when things move that fast and you never even knew them right it's like not sustainable I feel sure but you're really lonely and you can make anything work <laughs> <laughs> that's he's like a prophet <laughs> I've never, I've never internet dated, and there's a couple things, reasons why I, um, I'm pretentious and feel like I'm better than other people, and one of them is that I've never internet dated. I've never had any profile on any online. Anything. Oh yes, I absolutely feel the pretentiousness that you feel too when I don't online date. Right, so that's we are better than other. We're people. better than other people. Well, some yeah. some people say you have to raise the bar. Some say lower the bar. I say you meet at the bar. Dumb meet fucks. At the bar. Yeah. That's the the bar is the adult playground. It's right. weird. It, uh, it's weird to date online because when you go meet them, you you have to be like, "Are you so and so? Yeah, so and so. I don't like that shit. I, I like the fact of like, <laughs> hey, I met this person. We've already chopped it up. You seem really cool. You seem like you don't chop people in little tiny pieces. <laughs> Let's go out. Cool. All right. I already met this person. And the second meeting, we get to meet. Not this. I've been talking to this person for two weeks. On they Tinder. took my survey. They passed my you know, survey. Or, or like, you know, I've seen as I'm a bartender, so I get to observe Tinder oh, dates. I know that all okay. the time. So at Bender's, at Bender's, there's three different tables that people use for Tinder dates. There's one on the back patio in the corner, and it's so funny because people we know it's like the Tinder date thing, and you can see when it's a bad Tinder date. And sometimes we'll like whisper among ourselves, the regulars, to see who's gonna save the poor person, like because one per, one person is clearly done. And so like someone will usually meet, we'll swoop in and like start a little conversation so it's not so awkward. But there's one table in the back, and then there's one by the kitchen that people always use for like the Tinder dates. Table that's raised. Yeah, the one that's raised. The one that you brought the girl. The one that I was sitting at. Yes, Fuck. that's the Tinder exactly. table. Is this a Tinder date? That's the Tinder table, because yeah. Because I was at a Tinder date. No, I met her at a bar. 
No, no, and that's fine. I know you don't have to Tinder date, but yeah. I'm just saying it's fun to watch. And I'll go like eavesdrop on their bullshit. And I've heard some vapid as a pit of starfish bullsh- bullshit, like <laughs> like a girl talking about shoes or something stupid, super stupid. And it's like, you know what? Maybe just don't say anything. Sometimes, rather than prattling on about something that nobody cares about, shoes maybe it's things. better to just sit in silence or listen to them. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I've never really dated, so I don't know how that works, but. Well, those conversations are so vapid because they're all based on fear. The fear that, that there might be a 10-second period go by where nothing gets said and how awful and terrible that would be. So we just talk about the most stupid, pointless shit. So that never happens. Yeah. But then the entirety of the conversation ends up as if nothing was were said at all. Usually, <laughs> and then you fuck. <laughs> and then you fuck. You have terrible sex. <laughs> is it? Is it? Then, you, then it would be terrible sex because you can't communicate with one another, right? I guess. Oh, yeah. Is that the? Yeah, is I that guess. the thing? I've, I don't. Know. So here's the other reason why I'm better than other people. I've never seen the movie Titanic. I've never seen the movie Titanic. Oh, we're both better than other people. Hell Fuck yeah! That movie. I know how it ends. Everyone I, dies. Everyone knows how it ends. But I've never <laughs> seen that movie. So hey, that's another. Fuck reason. that movie and that fucking soundtrack. Ugh. Uh, and why else am I better than other people? Nope, just those two reasons. It. That's it. I call it satanic. Oh, I don't know why. Instead of the Titanic. Yeah, the when satanic. I was in high school, like sure. everyone loved that fucking movie. I'm like, that's some horse shit. When I was in the state finals of karaoke in 1997, four people sang My Heart Will Go On. Oh, kill me. Shoot four me the face. people. And I bet they were awful, weren't they? No, that's they were not actually. Not even the crazy. They were pretty good. Wait, what was that, Sammy? I was going to say the craziest part of that sentence isn't even that four people sang that song, is that you were in the state finals of karaoke. I was! In 1997, <laughs> I made it. I won enough karaoke contests that I made it to the state finals for karaoke in 1997. Champion! Yeah, I have a t-shirt from it. I didn't win. I didn't even place. Yeah. But I did sing in front of 400 people, and I sang Big Spender from the nice. musical, and I did a little chair dance, and I had a little, I had my little hat moves, oh, you and did I had a little... dance moves. Yeah, I did, and I had a little feather boa and i like i did a little chair dance it was fun you know what you the reason why you didn't win because you didn't sing my my heart will go on you didn't fly yeah like fucking celine dion well, fuck that i can't fucking sing that song it's completely out of my range it's it's, it's hard and plus you put entertainment into your shit thank you that's those people are no longer here with us anyway <laughs> um, <one. laughs> uh sam we're we're almost we're almost done thank you so much for calling in yeah you made it a lot of here on the Alta cast nice today. To hear your voice. It was I know. Now you can nice, put nice it. to meet you, Latoya. Nice to meet you too. It's like a Tinder date, but on a podcast. But on a podcast. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll, sh- I'll show you pictures. So you want to meet at Bender's after this, Latoya? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually got to bartend and get people drunk myself. So yeah, high five. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry, you'll be able to see me in the flesh during, hey, what's that festival? Oh, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up oh, March 1st through 7th. Buy your 2020. tickets. Buy your tickets now. Or we'll murder you. Come see it. Or like, just, you can also, people, if you want to volunteer, send me an email and I'll let you in for free if you do something for me. It's no big deal. Or if you want to donate. Or if you want to donate. Mutiny Radio. The, Go, the GoFundMe is there and you can give us money and that would be great. Thanks, Sam. Uh, are you going to, you're going to be around tomorrow doing, you're going to do Ireland's 32 with, with, um, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll be there. I'm gonna, yeah. Sweet. I'll be moving around. Okay. Right on. Feel better. Yeah, take right. care of your body. Thanks. Yeah, don't. I, I hope you're okay. Okay, you're the best. Bye. Peace Yay. out. Yay. Yay, it's Sam. 
Okay, so now you got to meet Sam. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. She knows why I'm laughing. I, I'm you, sorry. I have a crush on a boy. If you guys saw her face out Stop there, it. Just, just picture it. Just picture it. It's a crush. Okay. I mean, it's and it's okay. It's, it's like innocent. It, the, and the thing is, because I, it is innocent, and because I acknowledge it, I feel like that's what takes the air out of it. You know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not judging. I know. I think. I think it's sweet. I and I if anything, I'll, I'll I'll close it with this. If anything, it's helped my sex life because oh. I mean hey. it, it has. It gets me. I mean, I get excited about things and then I just bring them home to my man. You know what I mean? And actually, and that's that my is, man. That is the healthiest thing. And that I love my do. man. Yeah. I love my man. Exactly. I do. But you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I don't enjoy hanging out with young comedians. We're humans. We're humans. We. I'm not gonna do anything. No. But it is exciting to hang out with young guys and. I'm not going to say that it's not. I mean, I guess it's the same thing if you're like married to a college professor and you're a wife. You know that he probably if you let's say let's say you're a poetry professor and you're hanging out with your young poet girls that are all like talented and stuff. Like you might not do stuff with them, but you're still like having experiences and it's exciting to be with young people. It's exciting. I I know you're not judging me. I love I'm it. not judging. Thank you. I, I, yeah. This was a fun show, I right? Was, I got to hear the the voice of the face I can't put together. Mm. I'll show you pictures. <laughs> and he's not even on social media, so he doesn't even Whoa, care about any of that. Even better. I know. I know. He's a real guy. Too cool for school. Too cool for school. You're too cool for school. Uh, coming some up coming up next at 2 o'clock is some call me Tim with, I have some special guests coming that are promoting something. I can't remember who they are. Uh, <laughs> but they're doing something good for the community. And uh, so are we. Give money to Mutiny Radio. Come by for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Please. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Claw Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Claw Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast.
a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 
there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And... Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with Bow and Arrow Presents Dark Side of the Circus, a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only, September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at darksideofthecircus.brownpapertickets.com. Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. Bow and Arrow will see you soon on the dark side of the moon. Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu or drunk list. Cater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients, never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily. Ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly sports, vinyl, to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. 
I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirts and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy, plant ideas in your skull that make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! <laughs> Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. She made me kill myself. Come on. Come on. It's six o'clock. It's still time to be doing comedy here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. We're doing a takeover of Racers Alley and doing a podcast for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. I've got Mutiny Comedy Festival comedians in the house. I've uh, got tons of wonderful shows tonight at seven o'clock. We have Spec Script at eight, Secret Recipe at nine new player and at 10 we've got i'm edgy as fuck so come on down to see the radio and by nathan brown we'll have daniel Griffith jr hanging out getting ready he's uh the brains behind new player the nine o'clock show you can listen to but better yet come on down Downloaded that new app created by Raul Sudartsev. Big shout out to our super funny friend, Wicked Smart Boot. It's an app. You can do that. We really appreciate that. Thanks for keeping that rolling. Also, big thanks out to Richard Kiss. He's our tech genius that's putting everything all together, holding that website together, that index, all that stuff. I'm joined by Nathan Lowe. Hi, what's up? Hey. All right. That was a really fun show. Yeah, it certainly it was. was. A good time. Well, Friends of the Pod is every Thursday uh, from 3 to 6, and they always have an open invitation to comedians, and they're super great and really, really, they can be, they're a great audience. 
and they're not comedians. They're karaoke singers, so it's a little different. Oh, is that what they Yeah, are? so they appreciate. Oh, that's why they, they did seem kind of sing-songy. They appreciate some live stuff. We've oh, got yeah. Aaron Atkins, comedian oh, out of Aaron? Chicago, favorite here, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Hello. Festival 2020, the cheese man himself. Putting I. that together from yesterday. Thanks so much for doing What's that. up with you and what's up with you and cheese? Why are Billy, you I love man? cheese. I love making cheese. Billy, I love you talking gotta get about cheese. I have a cheese. One from on stage and bring it around. You have like a I'm cheese a cheese thing. fan. I love cheese. I think it's amazing. Dude's I think a cheese fiend. I'm a cheese fiend. That's much don't, catchier don't, than anything I came up with. Yeah. yeah um, wicked smart. Cheese. cheese fiend. Kid's a cheese fiend. Yeah, he's he's doing all of his TikTok moves. He's, he's looking for his TikTok moves, our darling little Aaron Atkins. Yeah, it's like a high school Yeah, no, 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 character. pulling back the veil for the, grab that, Billy, and it's on a long cord. Notice how it's on an incredibly long cord? And just drag it all the way into the, drag it all the way into the studio. There you go. All right. Around, there you go. There it is. All right. Everyone's got chairs. Hey, figure it out. Yo, where are these cups at? Where are the cups at? Billy. Billy Boy, could you grab a couple cups, dude? Yeah. Sure. They're sitting right there on Is the this piano. Thing on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you're live. All right. They're right on the piano, my man. Everybody's trying to get themselves right. together. Right. Yeah, it's been a dehydrating day here at Mutiny Radio together. doing podcasts oh, yeah. all day paper? long. How are you, Pam? How are you, how's your day? Uh, I've been doing podcasts all day long you should post a picture of, of this you should post a picture of this kind of tower of babel thing you have going on on your stage right now oh well that's because so we showed a live movie today there was a live movie uh chris holstein's film uh this is your laugh he made a documentary about his first year in comedy i'm feature, featured in it along with uh, some other local comedians oh, cool warhol kaufman also uh irene too is in it and helen hong Anyway, so uh, it was a movie, and we screened it today, so that's why all the black stuff's all over the windows. But then also tonight, we have two shows that involve that projector. So we have one called Synchronous with Me, where um, the, the, the comedians actually walk around with a camera around town, and they roll these big dice, and they make choices and interact with the public. And we all watch it here on projected on the wall. So that's a show we need it for tonight at oh 8. Yeah. Synchronous with Me. And then at 9, new player uh, is... You do comedy and then you play video games against an audience member, and that oh. audi the video games will be projected on the wall as well. So that's why we have the dangerous, precarious projector because it's perfectly uh, balanced. It's right, it's framed correctly for the wall. There we yeah, go. Absolutely. Yeah. So oh that's yeah, so there's the story behind that. What, uh, what video game? I know. don't know. Um, so this is a show from a comedian who's from Chicago. James Fisher Jr. and this is a show he does there. So he said it's a really easy one, whatever that means. I'm like, okay, are you a golden eye? He's like, no, 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 something really easy. I'm like, okay. Tetris. Harvest Moon. Y'all, What about like a dude? I could see him doing like a Mortal Kombat thing. Yeah, button mashing. I can kill. I can kick ass with button mashing. Super Smash Bros. Only Mario Kart. You get some audience member who knows all the combos already and ruins the comedian in question. You need a game where it's like everybody's pretty much equally mediocre. Like yeah. Mario Kart, that's a good one because like no one, people are really good at it, but they're not like yeah. like Mortal Kombat good. Like yeah. Their identity. I could walk <laughs> up and, and combo. I could do fatalities and shit. 
I always like Soul Calibur and the Soul Still Burn. Oh, yeah. Big sword. I'm one of those people, like, if I beat you, I'm going to hit the pause button so I can memorize the finishing move. I'm going to make you watch me learn. I'm going to make you watch me learn. I put the little controller on my lap and I play it like a piano. And I, yeah. I play it like a piano. I just randomly do it. Oh, yeah, I want some of that. Hell yeah. Oh, the cups. Yeah, you got to get the cups. Oh my God! What are we gonna do about the cups? We gotta figure out the cups. I did impressions on stage today for the first you, time. Your riffing about the dog was really acceptable. What did you do in my face? It was really acceptable. Is that what you Exemplary. Did you, was there shit going on here? Or did you do some? A dog was heckling the whole time, and. Uh, I think he just wants to leave the studio. I think the dog has been asking to leave all afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need to run outside. I need to get out of here. I'm in San Francisco. He's so, he gets, probably gets so confused when everyone's like talking into the <laughs> Loudly, And then yeah. some people are more energetic than others. Like, what are we doing? Well, I played with him while we were outside in between. Like, there was a break in the show, and like we, it got him real riled up. We played some dog games, and... I was trying. It was even his owner, Billy, her set, you Billy know, Joe, and Billy Joe, and it, okay. Uh, so Billy was up there doing her set, <laughs> and <laughs> and this dog was just holding me emotionally hostage, just like putting this thing in my lap and like whining really bad, like really wanting to play, and I had to like tell the dog no, which is like the That's worst thing That's ever. I know, yeah, but then I tried to play with him a little bit, and he got real excited, and he was just like. Pulling on the he thing. was making a lot of noise. He was definitely heckling. I couldn't. I couldn't pay attention uh, to what was that other comic was just like. Shut up, dog. Yeah, it was great. That's Cam Strong so out of Portland, Oregon. Like you would handle a human like an abuse. Oh, abuse. lovely with, yeah, the, yeah, with the gorillas playing. <laughs> do you do you have a way to deal with hecklers? All you baby new comics. Well, not. I'm sure Aaron. You have. You've been doing this for years. I'm sure you have a way to deal uh, with I developed really one kind of. <laughs> I just I kind of. I I if they're bad and they're making fun of me, I like eat the insult hella well, like surprisingly well, like no matter how You say, I do is. have a tiny so, tip. Yeah. Oh. I just yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about it. Your That's defense like mechanism is just taking it on the yes. chin. Yeah, yeah, And then like once <laughs> once they're like, damn it, I can't offend them, they lose their, uh, they lose they their lose offensive sure. like, right. play. That and seems then like I a more of a, a retaliation for bullying. Yeah. I attack. Yeah. Mm. I attack. You attack. Physically. But, but do you I physically oh, okay. attack. I no, 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 no. But you don't have any, you don't have like no, a, I'll just roast, a line. I'll just go. Yeah. Here's, a, here's no. a line. Here's a line. If I wanted my comeback, I'd scrape it off your mother's teeth. That's oh. a good one. That's yeah. an old school that. one. But that's an old but, school but, one. But, but, that's, but you didn't make that up yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, see, matter. I just, yeah. I, I, I like dodge it almost. I'm like, I'm going to exactly. roast you. Please stop. Well, usually no, they're just like, well, it depends on the environment you're in. Like if it's a white guy, like with like a. I have, I have one question I ask and I base it on gender. So if somebody's heckling me and they're a woman, I stop everything and I look at them and I go, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you my mom? And then I stop and wait because if, if they say yes or no, I can react in kind of however I want. But I usually go like, why don't you love me? But it's the <laughs> same thing if it's a guy and he's heckling me. I'll stop everything and just look at him and be like, can I ask you a question? Are you my dad? <laughs> and then he'll say something and then I'll cry or You dropped your pocket. Sir, in the front row, you uh, dropped your pocket. 
you're like, what? Just, you just like, what? you're like, I'm just going to oh, make yeah. the audience feel really sad <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, I make instead. the audience, yeah, and no, then I turn and around. And it gets them on your side. <laughs> because if, I, if they're heckling me and I, say, and, they're, and I say, can I ask you a question? Are you yeah. my dad? And they say yes, then I'll be like, why don't you love me? Can't right. you shut yeah. the fuck up Bring for me? Out. Like anything. It's good. It's good. It puts it because it puts the positive light on He's like, I'm still the good guy. Did you put the light on him? That's the problem. Sometimes I'm like, what would you say? Dude, that would be, that's interesting. Imagine, like. Take yeah, off your phone. You take out your phone, them. and, you you, and then you light them, and then you be like, "You have one minute left." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they don't I, know I just, what like, that means. I get everyone yeah. to put the attention. If they're Civilians close to the stage, I put the mic up to them, and they get they have nothing to say, and it's like, "Oh, you're weird for saying that." You know, you know, like when you're in a conversation, you say something weird, and oh, you guys, yeah. like, "Do you think I'm weird?" We turn that on. Damn, everyone thinks you're kind of weird for saying that in the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like this podcast. No, I'll just be like, get your whole thought. You, you, you say, like, yeah. get your old thought cool. out, and you stall for time so you can pick them apart in your yeah. brain. Cool. Articulate. Or just or like ask them what their job is. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm an associate. I'm sure you are. Paralegal, sure you do that financial, very, very well. Bank money thing. I'm sure you and do. And then a you great could job. be like, yeah, I could probably do that job. Yeah. Here yeah, you go. You try mine though. Try this one out. Here you go, champ. Never give the microphone. Never, no never, way. ever, ever. Never no do it. Put it up to him. You I could put it up to him. Never Oakland, give it to, the, give it to him. There's a lady. Because then you lady, might not get it back. Uh, yeah, lady grabbed it out of my hands once, and I was like, No, 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 no. That's not the way it works here. He was, this yeah, is he not. You don't get to be. Did you? What'd you do with it? I I grabbed it back from her, and I sort of swiped her away. I didn't like hit her with it, but I tapped her with it, not as gently was, as it should have been. It you could just pretend. Oh my Because that's a that's a fun gig too. When you're she's in I have one. She's kind of lovable though. She is. I have a good friend who. Is the worst heckler in the world. Last year at the What's festival. What's her name? Can we name drop her? No, I don't want to. I don't want to. Did we do a podcast with her? No. No, she's not a comic. Uh, she's not a comic. She's a real person. But last real year she person. came to the festival and she heckled Bernice who was just here, and she's from China. Obviously, she speaks so Chinese. But my buddy has also lived in China and speaks Chinese, so she was heckling her in Chinese. And Bernice thought it was so funny because she's like, "Leave it to San Francisco to have a white <laughs> lady heckle me in Chinese." Yeah. Like what the fuck? But yeah, she heckles everyone mercilessly. It is, she thinks she's helping. She thinks hey, she's heckling is helping. Maybe stop bringing her around. No, she's audience. <laughs> no, she's I need butts in seats. She's crazy. Oh, she's sweetie, if they want to sit I there. I think it's more about butt quality than butt no, quality. No, it's not. not you should ask audience. Sam. Sam saddled me with this drunk motherfucker with a dog the other day. He's like, does let him? He said he still came all the way down here for free comedy. Let him in, Pam. Let him in. And I'm like, I don't want to be saddled with this all night. And I was, and his dog was, yeah, and he was wasted, and his dog was loud, and I was like, Sam, he's like, be nice to people. I like to bring in the street people, because they're of my ilk. These are the streets where I roam. I'm worldly. I'm just like Hunter S. Thomas. I'm not worldly. If he was on Percocets. If you If you have a soft spot for the street rats, then maybe. We well, knew he was a street. Nothing right? would compliment me more. No, no yeah. No, he's no, just like, the man. fuck your money, mom and dad. I'm going to rub in filth. Yes. <laughs> I'm like yeah. a puppy. I'm like a new puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a new puppy that gets brought back to a suburban Joke's on home. you. That's what you get for loving me. And he finds the, yeah. and he finds the shit in the toilet. And he just <laughs> yeah, starts like, eating the Sam, shit. Why, is it, why do you never flush? And why are there always seven shit jokes written right next to the toilet? <laughs> I have a, my brother never flushes the toilet. He'll, he'll never do it, and he has to have Gosh, somebody else flush it. He's totally, he's totally normal except for this one thing. 
and it's because he thinks he'll get sucked into it. I just it. can't believe that you. I can't just. I just can't believe that. Experience yeah, yeah. Behind this? Oh, has he read the book where? Um, I no, no, he hasn't. It's, you know, it's, no, the okay. Stephen King, the Stephen King book where the the Dreamcatcher book, where that thing lives in the toilet and it, it comes out of the. toilet. It's honestly hilarious oh. though, and I laugh so much. And maybe I'm doing it because it'll always get me when I just see like three shits piled on top of each other, <laughs> separated by like levels of toilet paper. Jesus, pagoda. Sam, it's I a mean, shit pagoda. From everything you tell me about your family, Sam, it just sounds like you and your brother just happened to a really nice family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good way really to put it. Really, just trying to get along, and then what the crap? Yeah. What is that? It's How is that a personality? It's not just me though. It's my sister too. Oh Jesus! Oh, no. Which one? The young, the young little one. Yeah, you guys she met doesn't. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't listen to the rules. She's like Sam. She did. Yeah. She was like, oh, there's rules in here. You can't vape. Yeah, fuck your face. Yeah. She and she would just, she just your, decided to vape. Yeah. No, I, like, I was like, you can't do that. And I gave her, I gave her a look. I gave her the stink eye too, and she was like, I don't she fucking care. care. <laughs> she didn't fucking oh care. God. So she just kept pretending she couldn't hear. She's like, what was that? No, no, she was just, she was very well, surreptitious about it. She did fine. She, yeah, she, was, she does it on planes. She's very shit. Boston. She's very Boston. Oh, I do that from planes When weed was, when weed was still illegal, and she was like 13 years old, she would take. Two ounces at a time from California Homegirl. to Massachusetts and like give Damn. them to all her friends and shit. She no was, one's like, looking for her. No one was looking for her. That's know, very she safe would just, behavior. She, it would smell no like looking. shit. That whole cabin, yeah. that whole overhead bin would just be a reefer fabric. You know what, too? Dude, if why are you such a snitch, dude? That's hot, boy. I know, Seven years ago, the cabin stinks. They can't figure out whose bag it is. Oh, the Mickey Mouse bag with all the pins on it. Okay. That's... Right. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's about it's about hiding in plain sight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've yeah. I've brought so many drugs the across the border from Mexico. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundreds and thousands of, of Valium and Ritalin. You are dry oh, yeah. snitching on yourself. Uh, it's fine. Thing. It's been over seven years. Oh, I, I wrote right. a story that's about it. It's are fine. you are you positive that that's a real thing? Dude, I'd even, hated it to be a technicality. Like people are like, you have to say you're a cop, right? And they're like, that's not a real rule. Well, no, but there's a real rule. I wouldn't mind. There's a double jeopardy, Statute of limitations. Like it's been. This happened like when I was in my late twenties. So I'm, I mean, I'm 45. This is a long time ago. This is ago. all just a joke, guys. This is no, a I just say, TSA isn't real. What was the purpose of you transferring these drugs across the border? Because everyone wanted Valium because everyone was doing cocaine. <laughs> but you could, I could get Valium, Valium right now <laughs> if I wanted. Yeah, but they're like, they're <laughs> like a, they were a dollar a piece down there, and they were, they were good. Valium? That's what they wanted? Of course. They were saying Valium to you. No, it was Valium and Ritalin. We used to crush up Ritalin and snort it and like, Where'd you go in Mexico? Tijuana. So oh, I lived right, right, in. I lived. Yeah. Tijuana. So this is the way I would do it. You I would have the go. Gnarliest stories, huh? Yeah, I lived a long time. So <laughs> people what say I would Tijuana do, like it's like three syllables, two syllables. I would who was president? Tijuana. Who was Who's calling who was in? Is that Stanton? In Someone's calling in. 2000 Bush. Oh, Bush, baby. Yeah. Um, I think Lizzie Stanton's calling in. We used to go Did across you tell her to? It also might be my brother. Okay, I can. Frank. Lizzie. Hello. Frosty. Oh, great. I'm so Frosty glad you're here. Frosty Nugs. Yo, what up, Frosty? Frosty. Yeah. Frosty, Frosty Nugs. Frosty Nugs didn't think he was going to be here tonight to host the I'm Edgy as Fuck show, but he is. Frosty, yay. What up, Frosty? I will be there. I'll see you in a couple hours. Okay, cool. Frosty, Wait, Frosty hosting yeah, the Frosty. 10 p.m. show. He got stabbed in the heart and he's still alive. Yeah. Yay, Frosty, yay. We love you, Frosty. I love going to open mics hosted by Frosty. There's so much fun. I've only met him once. That guy is the man. Is he still on the air? No, I, I, I disconnected. He just wanted to tell us real quick. Oh, my God. So he calls the station. 
number to, to like Well, that's how it's the easiest way to get a hold of me yeah, when my phone's true. on silent. Yeah. And I'm true. here for 12 hours a day. I'm <laughs> more likely. He was That was smart. Other people have been like texting me. I thought a cop was driving me. by when those blinkies started going off. <laughs> oh, no. It's that. we're talking about the border. That's shit. the professional board thing so that you don't have a Watch sound you. effect. Yeah, they're after us. Yeah. Th- th- yeah. This yeah. is very funny. When I was little, every time there were sirens, my dad would say, uh, drug bust, they're after you, Pam. Like when I was a child, like when I was four, like that was one of his jokes. Ooh, ooh, drug bust, they're after you, Pam. Like he didn't create this. He <laughs> gets so mad at me. For oh, nothing. I was just saying you uh, maybe revolved yourself around your dad's uh, opinion and fit yourself. <laughs> you're, not using that. You're, yeah, not, yeah. you're not using that I'm word not, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, using, that's... You're not using half no, of those meant, words right, I meant, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I meant you're living up to your dad's opinion now. Almost. Sure. So I know. Well, he used to call right. me as. You were looking for expectations. No, I know you're yeah. yeah. No, no, it's okay. I, I did. I fucked up the wording. You're it's all right, okay, buddy. Friend. I, I, I'm here I, for I you. can feel the meaning. I need to meaning. work on it. All right. Gotcha. Jeez. No words. Words have meaning. Yeah. And he called me as little commie pinko liberal, and he'd always say, "Drug bust, Pam. They're after you." Like yeah. so, all of those things. Like, duh. How old were you? Like five, six. Yeah, like tiny. Like my were whole life. Were you doing drugs and at that point? No, I didn't do drugs until like I was actually like late high school, early. I didn't really start doing drugs till early college. And then once I found acid, I was like, I'm going to be. I was on acid more than I wasn't like one semester. How old is so bad for you? That's so bad. That shit has the longest term impact on me out of any other drug. For sure it does. Aaron, what you were saying about acid. That shit fucked up my reading comprehension. Wait, hold on. What Aaron was talking about. And my articulation like made me super anxious. Let Aaron, because what you told me about acid changed my opinion on acid. Really? Wholeheartedly. I just think, I used to do a lot of drugs, right? And they all had a certain impact on me. Like with with like emotions and right shit like that, but acid is the only one that I can really feel like my cognitive ability has dropped a bit. You know, like my reading oh. comprehension isn't quite as clear. My my it may, it may just be that I'm more anxious. You know, at the end of the day, but at least I feel like I've lost some cognitive ability from acid. Although it did open me up initially, like the first one. Made or two you more times. honest. First yeah, one but or then two. but then it's an oh yeah, I did it all the time. I used to wait two weeks just to get just so yeah, you could yeah, get yeah, it back. You're smart about that. And if you do them in between that, then you fuck your shit up. And yeah. I only did it like you know. A couple Regret I'm, that, you know. Yeah. I, that you burn out your, burn little, out your receptors. So I think people need to hear that because you hear a lot yeah. of positive shit about acid. But yeah, there, you, I, I read a study the other day that day. said there are no long term shit like negative impacts. Oh, people oh, that are taking it the long term. No, but it's like acid. I don't know. Yeah, anyone knows it's the government. I I still well. No, the government doesn't want you to get. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they didn't make it. There's a whole bunch of narratives. I used to get. I used to get flashbacks. They didn't make it. But. You know, weed is also a hallucinogenic family. They, they, didn't, they weren't the first people to like chemically create it. It was done by German psychologists. And Aldous Huxley. Oh yes. And, and, and Aldous Huxley. Yeah. Yeah. Brave New World. Buff Herman Hesse. Yeah. Yeah. And then I love Brave New MK World. Ultra. I, read it, I read yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that was that happened later. Exactly. Right. Right. Acid came in like late 40s, 50s. Yeah, but the government did a project with it. MK Ultra. MK Ultra. No, yeah, they fucking. But they wanted to use it as a weapon. They made the Unibomb. Yeah, mm. I've, I've seen yeah. some of those things yeah, in yeah. the 50s <laughs> where they give, like, housewives acid and stuff, and they film them. I've seen some of these yeah, films, yeah, and yeah. they, like, watch them like as they're, like, crazy. laughing and getting all crazy. <laughs> and they're, like, crazy. it's in a, like, a medical, very sterile. I'd be like, I don't want to do acid in, like, a sterile situation <laughs> like that. It'd be like doing acid at the hospital. Gross, weird. Yeah. No <laughs> fun, no there's fun. A, there's yeah, a great video vibes. of uh, British commandos all being given acid and like going They're on slapping. yeah yeah and they, like, <laughs> like three and they go on hikes that? and they just like lose it and like they start to climb the trees and it's like as you can see the fine <laughs> british commandos have been has minds have been taken hold by Jamie. a drug too powerful 
But they're just having a great time. Like they're loving it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they never asked them. All what of they them think are because they're like hardened dudes. You know, if you take some acid and like you have some life behind you, you could really just be like, okay, I'm good. But if you, you know? if you've ever taken acid, you know what the confusion is. For right? sure. Like you know how confused you get. I l- I lose now. If I take too much, I lose. Um, I can't speak. I lose all. Yeah, speaking I can't function. That. See I what just I mean? can sit there and I'm like. Well, shit. But then I, I and can't then all of a sudden, but then all of a sudden sentences like I can't make a sentence like it just doesn't work. But then all exactly. of a sudden it comes back and I'm like, oh, I can talk again. Because it's just a broad confusion. I, yeah. I feel like I took too much of it, and so there's a little bit of that broad confusion. Yeah. That's oh, what no. I feel like. You know, because like, but you're exciting. an eloquent like you're just kid. More, you, you say very I, cool sentences. So it may just you be make good exactly. words. I don't think so <laughs> yeah, though. Do. I don't think so. I don't I, even know you well, but I've since, no, since our are. conversation you started. Thank you. Yeah, you yeah. Have you have imposter, there may just be anxiety. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep talking to I'll, 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 I'll take that gladly. I don't know what imposter syndrome is. What? What's imposter syndrome is when you're at a place in your life and you don't think you can make jokes. You don't either. You don't think you're talented enough, or you don't think you're smart enough. But it's it has to. And the most successful people have it. So if you're highly intelligent, you might have some. I think Oprah has it. No way. No, she would. No, no way. Oprah is on the cover of every Oprah magazine. Every single. I think Oprah has ever. to worry more about actual imposters. Like yeah, people pretending to be her. <laughs> like people, because James she's very no, Like people no. are probably pretending to be Oprah and like trying to sell fake books it, on well, the corner. it's hard to be a drag queen Oprah because True. she doesn't really sing any songs unless you look right. at the color purple, maybe. Nope, she doesn't sing. I think the trans community. I think the trans community would be much more widely accepted if they just gave out free shit occasionally. (laughs) They do. The trans community. They're not not widely accepted. I mean, like. No, don't feel like that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. These are jokes. He's being an edge lord. He's being an edge lord. These are all jokes. I do not condone. He's not condoning. You're being a 2.0 meme guy. What? Oh yeah. He only says pill. these terrible things because he looks at dumb Instagram shit from stupid people. It's <laughs> so yeah, fun. Yeah, He's trying do. to show it to me. We look at this, Pam. And I'm like, look, Pam. I don't get it. Look, Pam. Some people think this way. Isn't this it is ridiculous. This is a good you point. You follow a lot of Four Insta change, thoughts. To be honest, bro. Huh? I don't. I've. I've. No, dude. No, no. It's the funny thing. It's well. Usually, it was. It was girls that were in the weightlifting community, and now they're just. Get realizing how we silly it can be, and then they're just like, uh, I'm just gonna pose in front of stuff. Yeah, they're my friends. Yeah, yeah. I'll always ask Fortune. you if you know someone like if a wicked hot bitch is on your feed. Sometimes he does. Close my mind. <laughs> I think he means it in a nice way. You know, <laughs> like the good way. kind. The good kind. <laughs> I, met, I met a wicked hot you know, girl. You know, the good kind. No sense. They're all very, very. They're all very, very nice girls. They're all very nice young ladies, and no, some yeah. of them. We all need yeah. to let each other talk on this podcast. Some yeah, of them. Five of us yeah. were all rookie podcasters except Pam. So I think we should, and maybe not. What? Oh, you're not. You're not. I take responsibility for that thing. But comedy's a little different. Yeah. Because no we're exploring symptom. ideas. One of the, this is your new one of the ideas on acid that I wanted to ask was, is there a right amount of acid that you should do? Because when I first took acid, I, my first instinct was everybody should do this. Everyone should yeah. do this. Uh, I don't know I about everybody. But you, there does come a ceiling where you can't do any more. You can't gain any more from it. Right, yeah. Unless you do That's absurd yeah, amounts. Once you lose the novelty. It's yeah. the same effect. I mean, you know, it just becomes like it can, it can never be a recreational drug because the effect certainly on its not it's it is a confusion at least for me it's not fun but the 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 novelty of like I'm not going that's the growth part yeah. is cool but yeah. if you don't have that then you're just putting a hole in your ass well I just I like I really like hallucinating like I like it when yeah. things I like it when and 
and weed is a hallucinogen. And sometimes when I get really high, like I see tracers and lights get weird, I'm down with that shit. Like I like tripping out. And right. I like thinking things that aren't real and finding connections that might I might not experience with my regular people. I'm like, those two things are totally conflated right. or whatever. But I feel like weed's on the surface of acid goes into yeah. your brain. Acid yeah. Yeah. And it like it'll take something out or you'll put something in. And if there's nothing, it's there's just a like perfect a exchange. Yeah, you gotta maybe so like maybe like a microdose. Yeah, I like or maybe just one time, one tab, one time. Pass, pass. That doesn't sound good to me. I like shrooms. Shrooms are safer. Shrooms are safer. Shrooms are safer. Yeah. Well, because it's safer. easier to microdose on shrooms. You can take little itty bitty bits to see where you are, as opposed to, I wonder what this yeah. is gonna do. Once it touches your tongue, all or nothing. You're in there, in there like swimwear. Have you ever? Did you know that if you take acid, stays in like your fluid for a really long yeah. ass time and if you crack your back it'll just go right back into your bloodstream sweet yeah we used to crack each other's backs all the time yeah it's <laughs> terrifying it's not that extreme it's though what if you're like at the it's bank it's not that extreme what if yeah, you're yeah. at the bank or something exactly. <laughs> like you yeah, just crack yeah. your back yeah. and you're like oh you're yeah. an alien exactly yeah. it also doesn't come up in tests except for on hair and yeah, yeah, yeah but so you can't go to, to go. space on psychedelics like that because they yeah. give you a spinal tap Same with menthol cigarettes. Ah, the devil. Menthol is the devil. Yeah. It stays forever. Yeah, acid. I don't know about the menthol. It's such a tiny micro, micro, micro. I wonder if corporations will start to invent ways to test that biological acid in their hiring process. Yeah, you have to tap your spine. Because people who are complicated process, it's like a needle that long. Like you remember the movie? They named it specifically after that procedure pretty metal you know they stick a giant metal needle into your spine and pull like out a big ass like mosquito i'm sure i'm sure we could develop one but yeah, that's sure. final fluid out for make it ubiquitous in the hiring process because <laughs> i think it would be in companies interest to know who to has know done acid like because if I you've done acid and you're working for a for a company that has 300,000 employees you're not going to be the best or they may, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I disagree. Thank That's you, not true at all. I've done tons and tons of acid, and I'm a really yeah, diligent girl. worker. You work to for yourself yeah. in yeah. every aspect, except yeah. for at counter offer. When you make cool hamburgers and shit. They're <laughs> dope, and they're made with love always. So it is kind of like you're working for yourself. But when I used to work for people, follow, I can follow orders and stuff. I don't think that, I don't think that the drugs you've done should determine what... Like externally, because nobody, nobody knows how you are or whatever. And I mean, I don't know. They shouldn't. Definitely. They shouldn't. But my friends, like all got my friends who graduated college a year ago, they all had to get weed tests. Mm. Well, it tested for everything, but like you can't piss dirty on weed to get Terrible. hired at these big yeah. companies. Well, how boring. Yeah. It's yeah. so awful boring. Life. Like they might change that <laughs> after a while. I don't know if that applies to creatives, like people no. in ad agencies. Like that, if you're creating like advertising, like these yeah. Yeah. things, I don't think that they have. Well, they encourage they, have they encourage alcoholism should be because a requirement. my buddy who's in advertising, he part of his expense thing is he has a little refrigerator in his uh, thing, and it's it's stocked. The company pays for his alcohol so that he'll like he'll work nights and weekends. He's like, yeah, I'll work nights and weekends if I can drink. And so <laughs> he has alcohol as part of his yeah. thing, and he just That's drinks and works. It's like we've yeah. often paid and drink tickets. I, I delivered a company. Just sitting there by yourself at 2 a.m. Just like, <laughs> you know what would be funny? Yeah. <laughs> I do know a what lot if of the monkey could drive? <laughs> I 
do know who a lot of people who work for these corporations are. A lot of them. Yeah, for sure. All my reefer. friends, it's how like they, they may have deal with stress that. when they get off that's work at 645. Yeah, I like to say reefer. Like my friends who are in tech, Link. that's how they deal with stress. Every yeah. day after they get off work at 645. Yeah. None of them actually have to work. Some of them have to work. 645 is really like my my brothers in law school um, don't need to work at all. Yeah. And if they don't, they're just trying to like get off their locker. Yeah. <laughs> and also, they're you like don't even have to smoke daddy. anymore. <laughs> you can keep your lungs and just do edibles. Right. Yeah. Or vaporize it. That's the number packs. one bitch know, excuse. Some people's, like, uh, some people's livers don't process that shit. They just way too much. Uh, well, and you're you're right. When you eat, when eating. you do edibles, the THC turns into THCV, which is a totally different cannabinoid Ch- that's only THC synthesized inside your in own liver. liver. Yeah. And it only happens when you have edibles. When you smoke it, it doesn't do that because exactly. it doesn't process through. That's why the high feels so different. And it's like and it yeah. lasts longer. But if your liver has some kind of weird thing, like just happens genetically to some people, it makes it <laughs> super difficult to toe that line. It's just it just makes it stronger because it's a different cannabinoid and different people's bodies react differently. Like well, and it's just like if you have to overload the amount th- that you have to get to get a similar effect, your central nervous system the next day because of the amount of CBD that was put in there to compensate because of the extra amount, you're just like jello the next day. Like your central nervous system does a whole Well, I mean, I'm a little fuzzy if I eat enough edibles, but I wouldn't say that I my nervous system you doesn't mean work. We'll see what happens what to Sam mean? because as we speak, he's slamming down a piece of Pam's homemade reefer olive bread it's delicious friends i'd recommend you put it. jalapenos in it yeah did. did you yeah, uh, it's a bold Pam, bread. you, you got to give us a master class on on your uh on your oh your yeah. tree baking because you go like you got years oh thank Ooh, yeah. you so much you got years of the wisdom of baking pot Ooh, and like yeah. you're you already, had a, you, already, you already had a big slice on your own so that's not fair it doesn't even taste like wheat normally when i taste homemade edibles it's like you're eating ash strong yeah. ones at least that's how you make the butter pam, pam is a creative Pam and it extends to all aspects of her life. That's sick. I like to. I try to do that myself in ways that are not <laughs> I appreciate it when I see it. So proud. No dead air. You guys enjoying your reefer cakes? Aaron, where are you from, bud? I'm from Chicago. I, mean, I was born oh, okay. here, but I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You got a you got one of those uh four star flags tattooed on you? Absolutely not. Uh, I we do have the like coolest everyone flag, from though. Chicago. Ha- they you do. Does San Francisco even have a flag? What's your town flag? The pot leaf. See that? Yeah. That's uh, why in a bear's mouth. Bear, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a bear. It's a bear. Uh, and he's panning for gold, and he's got a joint sticking out of his mouth, yeah. and there's a little pot leaf on him. It's also a rainbow. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> it's a bear. It's actually not like a grizzly bear. It's like a bear bear. It's like a oh, like a no, like a man, no, like, like a, a large homosexual, like a large man. homosexual oh. man wearing leather, got it, and no. with a harness. He's a bear, and um, so he's actually smoking a joint, and then there's a pot leaf behind it. It seems like it's right. kind of. Yeah, it sounds like the it sounds like the flag's kind of busy. The flag is busy. <laughs> it yeah. seems like you just be a little busy. Aren't Time flags to supposed to be simple? Speaking of flags being busy, the Mississippi flag has the Confederate flag. In sure the does, buddy. Oh. Touch busy. Touch busy. My mom, <laughs> my mom went to uh, Old Miss, and I saw her old yearbook once, like the 1976 like, year, like 80 maybe, so it's like somewhere in there. And the entire cover of the was just Confederate flags. Was yeah, the cover geez. of the yearbook? I, my buddies in college had Confederate flags. You know, oh yeah, in same their dorm room. Same. They had them in Canada. Take, we got to get rid there of that flag. There was like in our hometown, man. It's in Al- it's like the Alabama State flag. Too. Oh, yeah. Here, oh yeah. Bill, you're, yeah. Bill, you, th- you think Big we should time. get rid of the flag? The thing about the flag is like, even besides the fact that it was the symbol of the cause to continue slavery, it was also a flag that 
but like fought America in a war. Treason. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah besides no, no, no. Treason, I besides think that's why we should keep their... it. I think we need to keep yeah, it because you got to be able, you know, you have to be able to identify assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very important that they keep <laughs> the flags yeah, it's because true. I want yeah. to know who you are. Yeah. If you feel like that and you're just like, no, it's just a symbol of our history. I want to know no, where you're at, dude. I want to get yeah. a good eye on you. If you're on the highway and you got a big Confederate flag, I'm going to get out of your way. And it's good yeah. for both of us. And you know what? I There's a there's like a, one of my takes is uh, they've been taking a lot of the Confederate monuments down, like in these like yeah. uh, right. southern metropolitan areas. But they took one down that was called Silent Sam, and it was like commemorating just the soldiers. And one of my one of my favorite books of all time is called Company H. Autobiography from a private, and that kid was like, it makes you feel bad for all the kids who died for the Confederacy. You know, they died for a terrible cause, and they didn't even own slaves. Yeah, well, it's, it's like so when I, yeah, like Dude, when I was a kid, we went, we took a field trip. trip, we took a field trip to Stone Mountain. It's like a class. It's basically the Confederates uh, Mount Rushmore. It's got all the major generals on their horses, and they're like, yeah. look, these were great. Yeah. I was like, wait, they what? Were great, they're objectively great generals, but they yeah, should dude, not be up like, there. Huh? But should I went to I went there. to Old Miss, man. There was a lot of Confederate memorials there. Elite. And not really. And yeah. there was like there was a lot of nonsense yeah. with the statues, man. People getting weird about it. Oh, they yeah. they it got rid of it. They got they rid of the mascot while I was it. there because the mascot was Colonel Reb. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I get it. Are they, yeah. Is yeah. Ole Miss still the rebels? Yeah, but now they're like the land sharks or the black bears or something. They yeah, can like be Ole Miss. They They'll always just be Ole Miss. They should, dude. Honestly, they should. But, but it's celebrating too much of past that. Yeah, it should be remembered, but not at all. But it does not, right, not celebrated. Remembered, yeah, but remembered. not cel yeah, celebrated. It, re it does represent that. certain values, yeah. though, because like even yeah. I, I used to live in Canada, and even in rural Canada, they had Confederate flags because it stands oh, yeah. for a rural attitude. It's not sorry, not rural, but it in stands yeah, for like you know a rebellious yeah, attitude, rural attitude. I, uh, of of yeah, ignorance in that sense, and and isolationism huh. and Easy. rebellion, hey, a man. lot of values. Hey man, yeah. hey man, you calm down. I know, but you calm I don't down mean to say rural. I don't mean to say that rural though. people are, are like ignorant or race or anyway. But yeah. in a lot of rural areas, you see this Confederate flag because it stands up. It stands for a set of it's beliefs to that stand is for defiance, you know universal, yeah. not just American. In their mind, they're like defiance against tyranny. But I'm like, but it wasn't tyranny. It was the government. Well, it's also the tribalism. Well, April Gallaty's probably got some good opinions. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings about Abraham. Lincoln, there was like, well, he freed the slaves. He only did it because it was yeah. of economic value to the yeah. North. Because the yeah. problem was that everyone in the North was like, motherfuckers getting free labor in the South. This ain't fair. Right. And so that's why he was like, let's free the slaves. It yeah. had nothing to do with humanitarianism. Yeah. It oh, had yeah. to do with the money. Like, it was, yeah, it was he also to, he was trying to be. <laughs> yeah, that was Sorry to there you have fail it. on that no, one. Right. But <laughs> I wish we had. Hey, I wish we had all the other tones. We only had the one. I love so that. close. Those antebellum tones. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. So like, mm. I mean, it was so regularized. Love like, you remember, me some antebellum. You remember like Dukes of Hazard? Yeah. It was oh, just I chilling there. Yeah. I like, me on, too. on on Rev, that was the name of the the name of the car. The Colonel Lee was the Colonel Lee. No, yeah, the General Lee. You know, they went through like yeah. two hundred of those cars. Or, uh, oh yeah, cooter. over two hundred yeah. cars. All cooter. Nothing did more. Yeah, nothing did more for. South and for just asses in general than that show. Uh, I I was Daisy Duke was like my I remember being five years old and having her be like sort of role. But we used to take our shirts and put them up the top and bring them on through, and it was like the little Daisy. I did Duke. the same. But thing. do you think oh, she yeah. was the champion? Do you think she was the one that really pushed forward this pro butt movement because it wasn't really fixated on that before? I 
I guess. The public I mean, eye is shifting well, towards maybe, the bottom. Yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right because before yeah. well, that. pants have evolved. Tactical pants. But I think that yeah. maybe in the 70s, models were more like Twiggy and super skinny. And then Love Twiggy. They moved, they moved in the 80s into this more like ass-driven, more curvy boobs and butt. I think the funk the the started the whole everyone get a boob job. I think the funk and disco movement had a lot to do with that because some of these African-American ladies came in there and they were burning the house down Dude. with some rock I and bots. Society, yeah, I think we just turned to like big asses. Because we yeah. got also like world culture. I mean, They're large, large buttockses. Are are but traditional to other. I love watching all other genres that got more popular. Like a large buttocks. Yeah, other cultures that get. Never, I'm not gonna. I'm agreeing with. No, it's weird. It's weird that. No, no, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna dig this hole for myself. Absolutely not. No, because this is really this is really a critique on white people. Like, why do we love skinny bitches so much? It's weird. I like Twiggy. I stand for skinny bitches. I don't. I want to grow this watch. Oh, I want to hear, but why Can do we love skinny bitches so uh, much? Historically, um, men were attracted to bigger women because it meant uh, luxury, like a luxurious life. Yeah. And then it's today, everyone can be fat. So now we're attracted to girls who aren't fat because it's like it almost kind of signifies a touch of I like, like that. I can dig like, it. That's what anyone I think. else? I think it's just preference. Me. I think it's fully just sexual Could, preference. Yeah, yeah, here's this. Here's this. I think there's an evolutionary example. I think it's just right? who's gonna say and yes. And who's healthiest like too? Smoking. It's health that factor fits in for me too. You know, I want a girl that's working out like and trying to you know. Yeah, better herself. You have to think about what we liked okay. like thousands of years ago. So, I don't know. Just taking care of yourself. I don't know. You yeah, want, you want someone to take just biologically. Same reason you want childbearing hips. You want someone that's gonna survive. But Sam, you you have a lot of interesting theories on on how we've developed. I don't know. I think there's something to say about a woman that's skinny. For, like maybe she she is sacrificing eating for the tribe, and there's something there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like don't if everyone's everything skinny, so if everyone's skinny, and everyone can 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 fast at certain times, yeah, and you can and exist as a skinny person, well, the then, you, then you're not going to need as much resources. And, well, think about yeah, and it's like signif- emotions aren't always rational. Sorry, Nathan, Pam, do you remember Tombstone? Yeah. Do you remember the movie Tombstone? When he had that wife that was like, she became a morphine addict oh, and she was yeah. sickly and needy. And then he was just like, oh, just find me a girl that can ride a horse. It's that. And that was wired into us when we were children. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think you just, you know, maybe you're into what you're into and we should read it. We yeah. read into it too much. Yeah. yeah. I think it's always I think, I think there's, there's, no, no, there's somebody, and prejudice. somebody for everybody. Not everybody, but most Not people. Not everybody. Most people. I, I do think beauty can be explained a little bit by evolution. Oh yeah, no, I don't yeah. think so. I, I think, think that so. beauty is totally but a lot. But because you use the sunset example, you love the sunset example, which is so abstract. But there are the hard, moon. concrete uh, like examples. What's, what's, of what's objective about a subset? About a sunset? Nothing at all. But that example's right. poor. That example's poor but, to describe beauty as an evolutionary facet. Okay, then how would you define beauty as an evolutionary facet? Well, I think that there are ways Great. to. And I how think about this? How? Well, what would you say? Nathan, you can't, off, you can't deep, say, then offer one. Well, offer one. Good. No, no, no. no let him finish, I though. Let him finish. Keep going in. Yeah. There are some things that explain revolution, like uh, fertility, like wide hips. That makes sense. These it are in humans. What? And this, this is in humans. But beauty, beauty is the, the, the lines between beauty in humans and beauty in the outside world, seems they seem blurred to me. So well, when you're just describing beauty as this umbrella term, but you feel yeah, the same way looking at a beautiful person, and there's something about composition. Sure, Heights. I can see this stuff. 
But I mean, there is something that's universal. You feel the same reaction to a beautiful sunset and Why? a beautiful man or well, woman. Well, think about where you see sunsets. Yeah, you on cliffs, on cliffs, by the ocean, yeah. heights, no, and, and proximity anywhere. to water. Yeah, but with sunsets, no, not sunsets in a wooded fall. Oh, what, what I think Tram, Sam's everywhere. trying to say is there's not a lot of nuance to a sunset because it's the same sunset for everybody. Okay, well, that's the great equalizer all over the world. But explain to me this, scene. the difference between someone being classically beautiful and hot. I'm not even talking They're about uh, humans. Such a, we that's so much You're more base. He's that's such a pro. A, you guys I'm were getting so deep, nuance. and it was so lovely, and then he's like, uh, we got it. We got to talk about I think I torpedo it a little bit. A sunset, I think other animals animals like sunsets, too. I don't think it's just us. Because a sunset's kind of a signifier that you've made it through the day. And and when it's about survival... Just feeling it, the warmth on your back. You can't, like, man. Yeah. I think that there is a biological explanation for things like this, but there's still like the overwhelming feeling of beauty is something that is universal to more than just humans and landscapes. You can see it in a, in a painting of a war, of a battle, you know, yeah. with gore and everything. You can see beauty in all these things. Um, and brush strokes, so yeah. what that there's more than just biological reward for seeing a beautiful painting or, or, or the feeling you get, you know, watching a play or something. There's beauty in these very abstract things and it's the same but it's yet it's the same. You know? Well then well I disagree because so. there's not there's nothing more there's but not more than a biological reward because your experience of beauty in that moment is ultimately a biochemical algorithm that's running in your brain that's but not necessarily. No, hormone. it is an intellectual. It is a. It is a rational and it is an irrational thing as well. But there's. But to say that that beauty is more than biology, I, yeah. I disagree with you. I think it is more than biology. I think. I think our consciousness allows us to do things that are beyond is what is tangible in like the physical world. Yeah, we've created like we've created currency on the internet, bro. If we can create that. Like How's we that can, doing? How's Bitcoin doing? It's never tangible. The point is that it's not a tangible thing. It's something that we create with our minds. Well, so, real you know, money is so just we create beauty independent of biology just the same, the same way. Yeah, your, your opinion of beauty changes the different things yeah. by your values. So thus beauty is something that is, mm-hmm. sub- like, it is subjective and unexplainable. It's something that's just explicitly off of your own perception. Yeah, like I like guys who've been to jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, sure. Hold on. So I, like, think, I find that I think, I th- Aaron, I think you are right. But I think uh, what we're um, – 